コミックトーク 616A ようこそ。このシーズンはマッシュ・ボノ・モーシーズ・マンスター・バース・アブ・マドネスことが話します。You are listening to Comic Talk 616, a podcast on all things nerdy.We can be found on Anchor FM or anywhere you choose to listen to your podcasts. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, comictalk616.weebly.com. There's these evil, nasty trees, and they kind of spoke to our cleric character, who Sam, that Sam's played, that there has to be some kind of sacrifice. I'm playing a drunken monk. They also drunken told, master uh, monk. They told Sam's character to cut her throat. So I'm playing oh. a drunken master monk, and I have this ring. It's called the Ring of Regeneration. It does let you grow back limbs eventually. It takes kind of a long time. Like Deadpool. But you do grow them back, so I know that I'm going to grow back my limb. I'm like, can you heal me? And the cleric is like, yes. So, what I did is I got the most expensive bottle of alcohol that I had and I grasped it, held my arm over the side of the boat to sacrifice my arm and this bottle of alcohol and my blood. And yeah, that didn't actually work. <laughs> it, but, it didn't because uh, I rolled. We tried. I rolled a one, cut off his pinky, and then I lopped off the arm for the tree to be like, eh. But the thing is, like, you try crazy stuff. Like, that's a, it's, that was a puzzle. Yeah. That's a puzzle. Then Matt killed yeah. himself. Nice. That's a, but, you know, that's a puzzle. That's a, you know, there's different solutions. That, yeah, so for the, for the rest of the session, he folded his shirt. So for the rest of the session, I did, yeah, put my arm inside my And then he scared your dog. Chicken wing it for a... Yeah. Well, I, by, by the end of the session, what? he got, like, a little, like, finger back. But it was, like, real, so it was really funny, because as soon as I, I did it, and then Jake's like, hey, you want some chips? And he goes to hand it to me, like, dude. <laughs> yeah, I go like this, like, holding it, and he's like, I can't grab that. <laughs> like, bro. And that's exactly why he did it. He didn't mean to. No, I didn't mean to. Because, oh. like, in my mind, I forgot that he, like, tucked his arm in to roleplay his character missing an arm. I and I'm, like, sitting there waiting for him to grab these freaking chips with an arm that doesn't exist. I'm like, dude, I can't turn that way. Can't also, in way. this world, apparently blueberry muffins and mangoes do a lot for you. For whatever reason. It's all coincidental, Anyways. but both times. Coincidental? We should probably go ahead and sell some time for you. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to Comic Talk 616. I'm Steve. <laughs> hey, I'm Matt the Moon Baron. I'm Jake, aka Lord Face Tat. I'm Kyle, Pope Deity of the Church of Evidation. You sound better, Kyle. Thank you. You're yeah, sick yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, I just needed to, you know, punch some more drywall, drink some more monsters. I was, yeah, uh, feeling a little, out. little beneath the, beneath the weather. Didn't meet my quotas. I'm glad that your um, super high voice that broke all the power 
uh, stopped because that was that was just irritating. I mean, I found it hilarious personally, but I'm, I'm glad that you guys are are okay. Yeah, because now I can do other annoying stuff too. You were weirdly silent except for those very specific parts where we talked to you. Well, you know, sometimes less is more. Directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Quite. Yeah. Quite. Anyways, hey. um, so as you says we're Comic Talk Six One Six. We're a uh, podcast that talks about fandom, uh, everything from nerdy stuff, video games to comic books, anime, television, cinema, tabletop RPGs. Which this week we're actually continuing our discussion and uh, redoing, kind of, um, on D and D and the positives that it has on mental health. Uh, you might want to tune in after this episode because some friends from um, who are helping me with my band's project um, for Displacer, and they're in a group called Almost Heroes, will also be adding their thoughts into it, which will be inserted after this episode. So that's something you might want to check out, a little bit of a, a, little bit of a dessert to this fun discussion. So it'll be awesome. Anyways, how was... How was everyone's week? How was weeks? Um, so, I want to talk about, just quickly, a part of my week. Sorry, I'm jumping in and starting because I have... Um, <laughs> I have bad, huh? a mixed... I watched Castlevania Season 4. Oh. I finished Castlevania, and the Season 4 has a very mixed bag. The other seasons, like, the voice acting got a little bit better, but some of the story elements were a little lame. In this one, they flipped, so a lot of the cool story elements ended up being really cool by the end. But some of the voice acting towards the beginning, I showed you, and I've showed you guys like how they basically have the guy where he sounds like he's talking from nine miles away. Like it was, so it's even more jarring when you have a bigger sound system because it sounds like he's whispering. So it sounds like Neo Neo Yokio was written. Yeah. (laughs) Woof. That's fair. (laughs) <laughs> like it was bad it's the Neo Yokio so, of sound quality. I'm sad that so I'm sad because the action suits were really cool in this season but they're not getting any more I'm happy because of some of the voice acting decisions and some of the animation decisions where they basically it seemed a lot like the games because the characters faces didn't move like they were <laughs> portraits because that's how it is in the games I guess maybe that's maybe that's like the hidden subtext I didn't understand maybe but it's just weird so like, like Alucard got way cool by the end but at the beginning like he seemed like from like one of the really badly voice acted like sequels to the video game so like the vampire prince I understand they're not really being like any facial expressions but everyone else like an eyebrow Should lift have. or like a lip curl here and there is fine not just a, oh no, this really hurts. I've been shot in the leg. I moves back and forth. Well, so like <laughs> you're not a muppet. The point is that the like the premise of a lot of this like world right now is everything just sucks. But including facial expressions, their facial expressions are just them looking onward. At least in the first like five or six episodes, and it's because it, they're blaming it on COVID. They're saying like, oh yeah, COVID, so we could do stuff. I'm like, yeah. Here's the thing. COVID does not affect the ability to push a pencil, man. Like, you can still animate. Well, was it, was it, uh, Raya the Last Dragon was, Phil, like, all of it was done 
in COVID, I think. Yeah. And it was a yeah. fantastic Well, it's because movie. They, they sent each of the actors, like, soundproofing equipment for a room. So basically all of the actors set up studios in their houses. Right. Well, so so I'm just saying, fire. Netflix has enough money they could have done that. Or yeah. wait. Well, here's the thing that, like, here's the thing that's a bit of a killer. So, I... I know it's a little different. Another situation is different, but the people in Critical Role had to do virtual for a couple weeks, and they did better, and they didn't have scripts. Like they didn't practice their lines; mm-hmm. they came up with them on the spot, and they sounded better. Well, I'm sorry that and you're these weak. Gu- and these guys like had the lines. It's like they went with the first take, and it's it's bad sometimes. Well, I'm sorry your week was bad. Kyle but other than that, was it was week. good. Other <laughs> than that, my week was good. That's good. Uh, yeah, my, my week was was really good actually. So um, I I got a I got a text from John a while back. Uh, and he yeah John he used to be on the podcast. Jonathan. Oh. Yeah, Jonathan. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and, it's not uh, John. Oh, well, uh, I need to text him back. I I I called him John and he never corrected me. So. Oh, anyway, <laughs> go with it. John John slash Jonathan, and he he t- he told me he started playing Persona Five Royal. Because uh, he he remembered me talking about it a few times, and uh, you know the the original Persona Five is one of my favorite games of all time. Well, it actually, is my favorite game of all time, uh, and so we were, we were talking about that, and it kind of got me, you know, hankering to to play it some more. And I I finally beat it on uh, yesterday, uh, and uh, like yeah, the ending to that game was freaking amazing. Like. They, they kind of just, like... So Royal's, like, an expansion of, like, the original game with, like, more characters, more story, just, you know, a little bit more. And the new uh, epilogue they added was really awesome. And, uh, like, I, I don't want to spend, like, too, too much time talking about Persona, but I, I think they are, like, super amazing games and, you know, really a strong argument for, you know, games as art, basically. Uh, but and like the the story, you know, the conclusion of the story was like really emotionally like impactful and uh, really like got me like thinking about like philosophical things like like self actualization and you know like is that why you asked me to stay at my place for a little stuff. bit? I didn't ask you that. That's not you a did. You're like, hey, can I stay at your place for a little bit? And I was like, yeah, is everything good? And you're like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and you've been kind of like living on my front step, even though I said you could sleep in my office. How do you make up these whole entire <laughs> conversations between us on the spot like that? Mm-hmm. He's a That's because he's five like thoughts ahead of you. Yeah. No, he's a mind. pathological liar. Oh, also, also he has time to he has time to think because people keep leaving things on his yard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Sorry. Like, anyway, so yeah, like Persona Five for me has has kind of been, and th- this kind of ties to our, our main topic a little bit. Like, it's it's a game that's really like made me think a lot about like you know certain events in my life, you know, relating to some of the characters in the game because it's it's a really character driven game. Like you you spend a lot of time with these characters and and you know they're they deal with a lot of like pretty like relatable real life issues and. Uh, you were saying yeah, that, yeah, too, about your actual life, and I was wondering, I was like, why is he talking about okay, his life Jay, like it's a video Okay, game? whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was really good. It made my entire week 
Um, yeah, play play that game. Cannot recommend it highly enough. But yeah, that was my week. That was um, my, that was my nerdy stuff. I got in another fight with my neighbor. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned briefly told a little him bit. To f off this time, because he okay no so he actually put it there and I was like please don't moved it to the side so he can pick it up later and then you're talking about a flag yes flag? continued to say I threw it on the ground he's sitting there like saying these things uh, called me some racial slur again because um, he would not leave my property. And then he, like, grabs the flag and says, I'm like, cool. You're done. Go away. There's a lot more to the conversation that I don't really want to repeat. But I got pretty wordy with him. Um, but other than that, I think I think that's over. That saga. The flag saga ends. Um, but we played. I played D&D this week. And then... Oh, yeah. So, actually, cool thing. So... Uh, Mike from Kill Zero, or formerly Kill Zero, yeah, whatever. Uh, him and I started a band, or, or a hardcore band, and we are mixing hardcore and Dungeons and Dragons together. We're doing a concept album, um, which Steve, Annalise, and Kyle are doing voice acting stuff for it. We actually today finished up writing a song for our single called Usador. Um, and so if you listen to From Hell of the Magic Tavern, we've taken his name and all his other secret names and put them into a hardcore song. So in this hardcore song, we talk about how the bears call him Grizzly Wondertooth and how the trash can kids call him, uh, what is it? Or the grandpa's call... I will, I will pull it up. But we literally say this in the song because it's about his secret names and the power that they have. And... Um, if you haven't listened to Hello from the Magic Tavern... So the grandpa's known as that. Little Chillyfoot, the cows know him as Hoppatootie, and the trash can kids call him as Pappy Nonsense. <laughs> These are actual lyrics in this single that we have, because we're talking about his magical secret names. Now imagine, like, some cool, like, hardcore, metalcore vocals going on, saying, Patootie. Pappy Nonsense! I, I literally yell, Patootie. <laughs> The cows <laughs> move me as patootie. It nice. is. It's so dumb. Nice. I'm so excited. So we're we're getting ready to do that, and then I think, yeah, then we're 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 tightening things up so we can start doing scene one of the script. So it'll be it'll be cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. How's your week, Steve? Good. Anything cool? Pretty fun week. Yeah, ran a uh, tabletop session today. That was pretty nerdy. That was pretty. Nerdy. It was pretty nerdy. I think we so we, we fancied up an orc. I know last Sunday we played. <laughs> fancied up an orc. Last Sunday yeah. we played Star Citizen. Oh yeah, you tried, missed. Tried cool desperately stuff, to get down to the first planet or that planet, but oh, yeah. never got there. Yeah, Matt had some uh, his, had some technical issues. I fell through the floor three times. <laughs> yeah. Some graphical issues on his laptop. Yeah, the some parts of the like space station we were on didn't load in, so I fell into nothingness. And then if one time I got it, when Steve was there, he rescued me. After Steve logged off, I tried again. I tried to get to this pad. It's it's a lot landing pad, but the thing is that gravity takes over once you get close to it. So I went to zero space. I went from walking to the elevator. 
all of a sudden in space, <laughs> and I start flying in space, I get slowly, it takes like three minutes to get to the stupid pad, I get to the pad, all of a sudden gravity kicks in, splat, I'm dead. <laughs> and that is why I logged when I logged off. <laughs> yeah, don't blame me. That's annoying. That's hilarious, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we did play Star Citizen last week on uh, Night's Radiant. I think you... What did you play Monday? Monday we played Warzone. You played Warzone? Yeah. So, is, is that the game that we did the... You were talking about that new story about where they did a bunch of research for COVID? Is that the no, same that's game? No, uh, that's Eve Online. Eve Online? Eve Online, okay. Yeah, no, sorry, I different. don't know why I got those mixed no, up. No, it's okay. Eve Online's a little... Di- a lot different, but... It's okay. Yeah, but this one's a little... They're, one, they're both space games, so... Well, it's understandable. Yeah. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Cool. What else did you do, Sue? Anything else? Anything new? Worked. Yeah. We went to a grad party. Went to another graduation party yesterday. Saw some people that we haven't seen Saw some in literal we years. Seen in a couple years. So, it's funny, because this morning... I saw my mom, and she's like, yeah, I saw the miniatures over that graduation party. Like, what graduation party? Well, first she's like, I saw the miniatures yesterday. Like, we didn't see the miniatures yesterday. I hung out on the lake with you all day. She's like, no, 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 The You know, the graduation party. I'm like, what graduation party? She's like, the graduation party. I was at the lake all day with you. <laughs> we didn't go to a graduation party yesterday. We went to the lake, mom. <laughs> right, is everything okay, mom? Are we going Okay. No, Mac, apparently. listen, just because she killed your dragon guardian, which happened one year ago, one year ago, no, we went to Denver. I'm sorry, well, hang on, I'm complaining about my mom today, hold on, give me a sec. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, just because she killed something doesn't we mean you like, hit her on the head and make her like... She t- forgot She forgot to tell me this person that we know was gradu- had a regular graduation party, so I didn't get it. I think Matt actually abused his mom, and like now she's got like some weird like physical induced dementia i didn't abuse my mom i just called no, her everything matt was the one with the dementia yesterday oh he went to lake saturday was it saturday yes yeah they yes. were at the lake saturday Which was yesterday and his mom and his sister also yes, went to a graduation Sunday. party yesterday evening they mm-hmm. did both things on the same day well, we left that is possible. You can do more than one thing yeah, on Saturday. We left the lake. That is possible. <laughs> we left the lake at about 4.30. So. And the graduation party was at 5. Am yeah. I the one with dementia? Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> so I went, so I'm but, getting Matt's timeline wrong. That's yeah. okay. He was too. So did I. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Um, let's, get, let's get into it. Type. Hey, speaking of role-playing, because we're doing that as our main topic... The uh, Marvel is going to be launching a new multi Marvel multiverse role playing game in 2022. <laughs> they're playtesting. I believe they're playtesting right now. Um, to basically add your kind of the same way that oh, was that Marvel get the Marvel universes. No, no, that was a DC universe game where you got to make your <laughs> DC character and it added into the, the DC universe. Marvel, but like in the, the DC MMO. In the same way, this is kind of in the same vein, like. But it's a instead of a instead of the DC universe, it's Marvel universe. Instead of an MMO, this is a tabletop RPG. That's pretty cool. So like, okay. do you build your own character yeah. or do you? Yeah, you 
build your own character. Yeah, you build your exist in the Marvel universe, correct? Yeah. So what they have right now, and it's cool because like, if you're more of a, if you're a big Marvel nerd, then you're pretty familiar with the world. <laughs> like, so hard I'm assuming character. like character like NPCs could be like in like known interactors characters. So like you could do like Ultron or like let's say if you're playing villains, Captain America could be like an encounter or stuff that you could have. Yeah. Or, Dude, that's cool. I mean, what you could do is you could add that really terrible, terrible, uh, you could add that char- uh, the character that was a terrible four um, replacement for a while in the 90s, uh, Thunderstrike. Oh, uh, God. You can add him, and you can <laughs> have some, but you can do whatever you want. You can have some fun with that character. Ooh, Frankencastle and Draken have to team up together. I will punch you in the teeth. <laughs> oh, I know. We're going to get this game. Frankencastle and Draken, you mean? Brit? One of us or... is playing Squirrel Girl. Yeah, they're crossing over Dakin. with Kim Possible. One of us is playing Frankencastle. <laughs> and then, to put it all together, Modoc's going to lead that team. I'm going to kill my own character. I will kill my character if I'm playing Frankencastle. And if somebody else is playing Frankencastle, I will kill that character. He's already dead. I hate that so bad. <laughs> so you, much. You've talked about it before. I have, and I am now. For our main topic, we have to do like characters we hate and why. Frankencastle is like my Jar Jar Binks. All right. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. I, I hate Jar Jar Binks. I hate that. Is here so Scott Summers? Yes. We we have wow. to do an episode of characters we hate, like just. We'll, just a rage episode of we'll, us just be like, I be hate this. Fun. That would we'll, be amazing. We should add that Let's to the list. That. Add that to the list to I do will. soon, sometime this season, because that'll be fun. Like the, the the like F these guys. But anyways, that would actually school, be a fun. But anyways, new story. There's this cool uh, role playing. Uh, this really cool role playing thing that they're trying to do with uh, Marvel. I'm really excited about it. Um, I think it'll be fun at least to try. At least, I mean, even for like a one shot type thing. Yeah. No, I fun. think it'd be fun. I. I know it. I will get it because, like, generally anything Marvel I'll, does, I'm, like, hop on it, so. I'm gonna, I'll probably, I don't know what kind of books they're releasing. I have no idea, like, the full plan. They actually haven't talked much about it other than that they're doing it. I bet they'll start off with a starter kit that comes with, yeah. like, a general book and rules. If, if they have a starter kit, I'm getting the starter kit. Yeah, sure. and then if it does, well, then they'll release more content later. Um, speaking Season of, two or three or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of, um... <clears throat> Some RPG type stories. Uh, Monopoly is releasing a Dungeons and Dragons uh, version of the game. It's been pretty big news, kind of everywhere. Um, instead of buying properties, you buy famous D and D monsters. Right, and it looks like you have encounters and treasure cards. So, like, yeah, the cards are encounters and treasures. Basically, it's a reskin, but it's yeah, a fun it's reskin. The chance and the community chest. Yeah, it's a reskin, but it's a fun reskin. And you have, like, properties that you can get, like the Tomb of Horrors. Or, I, um, I love Monopoly. I, I, I love it. There's, I'm just, okay, this is going to sound terrible. There's nothing better than, like, playing with, like, a sweet grammar or something and just absolutely effing her over so hard in it. <laughs> like, it is satisfactory. Because, like, I wouldn't do that in real life. You're a monster. Like, I would not. I would not, like, intentionally try to take money from an old lady's purse. But in a Monopoly, you bet. I will destroy her. I will steal <laughs> everything she owns. I will take every property. She loves. I will make her homeless. 
you will make her feel the cold sting of capitalism. Right, and no matter how old she is, if that's the last thing she thinks about is how I just owned her so hard in Monopoly, and she dies in shame, then I have really won the game. And I, I like just, Monopoly, it's fun. Was, yeah, it just really adds insult to injury when you're, like, moving around the board knowing that, like, all you... Like, your entire agency that you have left is just waiting to land on someone's space and giving them all of your money. Dude, her whole life experience means nothing if I could just destroy that. Like, cool. That's like existential dread in board game You live through the Great Depression? Cool. That means nothing, Nana. I will own you. (laughs) Your inheritance means nothing to me. I have all the bread right here on this table. You're not getting a single crumb. Bingo. How does it feel? I'm the patriarch of the family. So anyway, <laughs> so he's yeah. Wow, that was that was the biggest diatribe of Monopoly I've ever heard in my life. It was very jig. <laughs> Had little to nothing to do with the D and D version of the game. No, we talked about the D and D version. You I know. Yeah, we did. We did that first. Before. I, I just, we didn't I, really talk about it. He just lit into. I love destroying people at Monopoly. <laughs> Grandmas. Grandmas. Yeah. yeah. Specifically. Feeble old people. Yeah. <laughs> I like Monopoly. It's fun. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it sounds. I like some of the different versions of Monopoly. Just it's nice for a different. The recent ones are fun. Yeah, I and the cards the, just give a new aspect to the game. I think I, per, I may have a problem with this version because I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna have to fix it because the miniatures are unpainted that you use to move around. You're going to so, have to paint them. Yes. Well, that, well, no, I mean, the that's probably like, why they did it that way, is so people could paint them. Well, that's no, the whole thing probably. is that you could just use your own miniatures. That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you always could, but... That's what I would. I hope there's, like... I hope for, yeah. like, the chance card on the consequences, like, drink too much at the tavern, like, go directly to, like, the constable or something like that. <laughs> some, some ridiculous, sh- like, classic D&D shenanigans. I am curious what all the cards are. Mm-hmm. I think I had fun. I think it might be just worth reviewing because I don't have a copy of Monopoly anymore. That's mine. So yeah, I, we'll have to keep an eye on as things leak and get stuff out because I'm sure they'll release like a list of like what the cards are. I think it's only like forty hey, may, bucks. Maybe we know. could do like a like a Monopoly special where we play the D and D Monopoly. And I think record it. Ah uh, no, I we we did that for the Pokemon podcast. It, not, not lasted, it lasted two hours. Here's the thing. If we don't have a lot of banter and, like, crap talking, it's going to get dry. And there's only, there's, I guess there's only so much crap you could talk before you're just playing civilly. And no one wants to play Monopoly that way. I, I've never had a Monopoly game and I think if we civilly. Do, I think if we do get the <laughs> Is that copy, why you're sleeping on I think instead of when you get the copy of Monopoly, what we could do is a little, instead, we can play it. I want to play it with you guys. Yeah. But it, it absolutely, I think instead of doing that, if we do it, we should do it unboxing and, like, show some of the cards. And then play it, and then, like, review it. Yeah. And and yes, Jake, I have absolutely ended up sleeping on the couch because of a game of Monopoly before. <laughs> <laughs> Did you literally destroy your grandma? Like, she actually died playing because you just owned her no, so hard more, she had to give you your no, wife? my wife, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the No marriage. mercy. No mercy. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> all right. Let's Our marriage means nothing. Is. Give me all your property. We'll jump a little bit to some video games. Uh, the Neverwinter MMORPG, which is the D&D Forgotten Realms miniature. Or not miniature. Ugh. 
MMO. The D&D Forgotten Realms MMO. So many words that I can confuse. Just, uh, anyways, they finally released a new class, which is something they haven't done since 2016. In 2016, they added the uh, Oathbound Paladin. Apparently this year they did another addition to the game where they at, are adding the Bard class into the game. Which is kind of fun because um, Bard class is a really good support and when you're playing with other people that you can, tends to get really interesting, especially in an MMORPG setting. So I, I haven't played that one, but do you have like the same spells or are those like yeah. same spells? So yeah. what's that one spell? Not Vicious Mockery. It's set in the same world. So not, not Vicious Mockery. That spell is annoying too. But what's the other one that just wrecked vicious us? Vicious Mockery is a wonderful spell. Not the one the one that wrecked us. The lightning one that <sighs> the bard was playing that like almost that basically ended us. Oh, I think that one with the bard. Yeah, the bard said it in like... It was right after we were flexing, and then someone, like, attacked oh, us, and then we both that. got hit, and we were like, what the heck? I think that was just Lightning Bolt, like... Jeez. Anyways, Vicious Mockery is a... Vicious Mockery's really fun. Thunderbolt's fun, but there's, yeah, you get a lot of fun stuff as a bard. Oh, no, no, was, was it just Thunder Wave? Thunder Wave, yeah. Yeah, it was Thunder Wave, because somebody got jumped, like, right next to us and blew just, us up. Gosh. We were just two luchadors just trying to flex, you know? Yeah. So rude. Sometimes you just go. But yeah, audience participation. So Neverwinter, Neverwinter is set in the Forgotten Realms, which is a, the place where a lot of the uh, modules for fifth edition D and D were set. Right in Dritz. Yeah the the main I'd say the main continuity like the six one six universe of D and D is the Forgotten Realms. Is the Forgotten Realms. I yeah I've been looking into that more and it's just like there's a lot more continuity for the Forgotten Realms than anything else. I think it's one because it's just a fan favorite. Well, no, it's the one, and it's the one that they, like, originally, the original big, you know, big original cool guys of D&D have been playing through it. Basically, they shaped the, they shaped the world. Right, Xandar's from the Forgotten Realms, too, the Beholder. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's a douche. In a good way. In a good, good way. way. He's like if Modoc wasn't an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So that's be- going to be coming out. It looks really cool. Um, we also did get some cool gameplay footage for Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, I watched that. It was um, awesome. Man, Horizon looks super fun. I Have you played the first one? I didn't play the first one. It's, it's on my really, list. It's really good. It's on my list, and it's I never so got a good. chance to play it. Oh and I God. really am regretting it at this point because, like, I want to jump to this day one, but I'm not going to get the chance to because I didn't play the other one. I, I definitely want to play these two. You, you, you get, you get to fight robot dinosaurs with a like futuristic bow and arrow. It's so cool. Yeah, they're they're really fun. I'll have to. Ju- I'm going to be jumping into it pretty soon. I think. And the, the story is freaking phenomenal too. So it's Jurassic Park 4. 5. No, it's like no. if Jurassic Park had a 20th installation <laughs> and the dinosaurs took over. And yeah. then it makes with Terminator a little bit. Yes. Yeah, wow. Are you sure you haven't played it? That was like... <laughs> that was spot on, actually. I haven't told this, the premise. The oh, base, I see. The basic okay. premise. I hear there's more. But I've been told the basic premise. Yeah. Huh. yeah you, no, yeah, for, for like a, a quick, you know, no spoilers sum up. Nailed it. Good Nailed job. it. Perfect. Good. I'm good at I'm good at summaries. Cool. Um, and what else? 
That I think that's really all the good stuff from the uh, fandom news here. Well, so actually, Avengers Campus did open oh, up in. I missed uh, that one. Yeah, in Avenger, in California. There's Avengers. no link though. I know. Well, I, we were talking about we we did talk about it like last week a little bit about how it's gonna open up and we were happy. Yeah, apparently it did open up this week. It opened up. So I guess the cool is like the Pim Cafe. So like, they like they've been releasing like Paul Rudd went in there and kind of did like a cool little like tour thing, and so. In the Pim Cafe, they've got these giant cans of soda, and that's where, like, the soda dispenses from. So, like, the Fanta's, uh, like, a giant Fanta can. And, like, if you order a pretzel, right, you've got this tiny little pretzel on the screen, and it blows up, and then, like, this giant pretzel. And you can order food either really big or really small. Um, for example, if you want a chicken sandwich, you can have a bun really big and the chicken small or vice versa. Um, that in soup comes in a giant spoon with a tiny ladle. That's hilarious. So, like, they're they're going all out for this. They're having fun. Apparently, like, yeah. this animatronic Spider-Man swoops in the city sometimes. That's cool. Uh, just a lot of cool stuff. So it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, well, hey, sponsor us, get rich, so we can go, like, to this place and review it as a podcast. Or maybe we just save up money and go together as a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Or I just go and tell you guys it's going away. And then we get to go to the Star Wars one, too. Because yeah, it's there. That's literally. open up as well. Galaxy's Edge and... Like, here's the thing. Disneyland and California Avengers are... Uh, let's be honest. We're only going for two places only. We're going to go to Galaxy's Edge, fly the Millennium Falcon, and then go get some shawarma over in the Avengers Cafe. Yeah. And it's probably going to be expensive because it's Disney, but... I don't care. It'll be delicious. It's going to be like $30 for a... Swarma, but I don't care. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'll pay thirty dollars for Shawarma, yeah. Well the first time I had Shawarma was one year ago, last year when we did our comic book run, which we should do that again. Go yeah, to anytime Mama. we go as a group to Denver, we need to hit Delta for Shawarma. Dude, that's Honestly. the first time I ever had it and it was so good. I've had Shawarma before, but it that was, was yeah, hopefully good. next time we go there we can actually sit inside and or sit outside and not be hailed on yeah well what I was going to say is like shawarma was totally worth your wife getting pelted in the face for it <laughs> she got like I, you didn't go with us that time did you Kyle she no kind of no got wrecked by she hail. got so we, so hard so we, we had this freak hailstorm out of like nowhere and we couldn't go inside because of COVID right and uh, uh so Sam's half blows off. So Sam's running off there. Matt and I are already inside. We ran right in there. Nika, I feel bad. I forgot about the girls. And by the time that we're in there, Nika's getting the girls and everyone in there, and she just got wrecked so hard. Well, and like this was like Ouch. it went from like tiny hail to like the weather woke up and chose violence. It's for about five <laughs> minutes. The hail went sideways. Like, like I had I had waltz on my back. It literally went yeah. like sideways at us. And I don't know I, why. I, I have an aunt and uncle that live in the in the Denver Lakewood area, and the, they've like my my aunt's office has been like flooded uh, and and like hail damaged several times. She's had to work from home a whole bunch of times, like before the pandemic even started. Yeah, and they, they've had they've had several cars replaced due to hail damage. Like the hail is real over there. It's it's very scary. Yeah, it was. It was crazy, but it would. Um, we should definitely do that again. Like it was fun because I went there expecting to spend a ton of money. Like I think I ended up getting like a Dark Knight special box set that had the cowl, 
and like nice. two of like the trades for Alexa, and like a couple books for myself. But there was, have you have you ever been to Mile High, the warehouse? No, not out in Denver now. So it's it's the biggest comic book store in like the world. Um, nice. They have like a they used to have a life size replica of an X wing sitting in there, and that only took up a small portion. Dang! Um, wow. So you walk in and basically imagine this small city's mm-hmm. house lined with Silver Age comics from DC to whatever you name it. Like, you want to look for... They literally have Superman number one available to buy. Oh, dang. They have a copy. It's one chilling. Of, it's not one of the higher grade copies. So but not, they have it. So it's not behind a vault door with armed guards. But... You could see it. You could actually see this one. <laughs> like, I'm not a fan of Superman. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I was got really, statues. I was really tempted to spend $300 to get the Archer... Uh, the not Archer, sorry, the Archie Punisher crossover. Oh, that was like two fifty, right? Yeah, it was like two fifty three hundred something for like a that. very fine. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like they it's, have there was an Archie crossover in comics where the Punisher was chasing a guy that looked like Archie, and <laughs> then he goes to try to kill Archie, and then Archie's like, "I'm not the bad guy." So like the warehouse is so big That's that if awesome. you need to find a particular book, you have to go to like one of their employees, and they pull it up in their database. And okay. then, like, they have to tell you where in this giant warehouse exactly is that book. They also have a... Ton they, of pops. They have so many stuff to look at. They also have, like, some a bunch of statues. That, like, oh, I bet they oh, do. Yeah. Statues and sandies. I yeah. got, uh... I Alexa got the yellow jacket bust. Oh, nice. There's nice. also a thing there that they're never going to sell, but they have it. And it's, like, every... But every person you can ever think of that works at Marvel that you've enjoyed... They've signed this Infinity Gauntlet standee thing. Gotcha. Like a, sta- a freestanding statue. Awesome. Do you remember like that weird pop head Spider-Man speaker thing that was out a few years ago? They have a giant version of that. Like it's nice. bigger, it stands taller than Steve's looking. Anyway, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to plan a trip some weekend to go up there randomly and just uh, yeah. go spend money on comics. It, it yeah. really is. And then we did the most Avengers thing ever. Like Steve says, because we were thinking what else, and Steve's like, oh, let's get Felfel? Yeah, With shawarma, and dude, mm-hmm. I've never had it. It was so good. It was really good. Well, how would you know it's so good if you've never had it? Because when I did have it, I was like, this is stupid. I know, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, moving on to comic book movies, comic book news. Companies, with, yeah. Oh, by the way, Kyle, there's a hit out on you. Um, Steve Safe. says you have. Yeah, <laughs> I probably, I probably got a, I probably got a big pile by now. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, I went in there and he's like, "Have you talked to Kyle lately?" And I'm like, "No, I think he died." And he's like, "Oh." Yeah. He's like, "Should I get rid of his pool?" And I was like, "No, I'll just beat his dead body back to life." And he's like, "Cool, hit him up." So you have a hit on you. Yeah. He says, I, "Come I by the books or it'll break your legs." I also kind of I told figured. him where you live. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can always count on you, buddy. Anyways, comic book news. Yeah. Do you want me to... I, I got one. I'll... Can I snag your last one? Because I'm excited about it. The last one? Yeah. Okay, I don't know anything about... There's a... The do... silver coin news. Oh, the Venom one. Venom one. I know, I'm saying I... Silver coin is on here. I don't know anything about it. Huh? Pointing. Uh-huh. I'm... 
He's, I, he's, I'm he's on working on it. There. He's working I'm, on it. I open the link. I'm saying I've never heard of this series. So I Anyways. So, we got, <laughs> and, um, and so, so apparently, for those of you that know of the Silver Coin, it has is evolving into an ongoing series. So apparently it was a like a one-shot or a limited series. It's a image com okay, it was an image comics mini series. And it's gonna be expanding into an ongoing series. There's the news. Okay, got it. So there. So if, Nailed if it. you know of the horror anthology, the silver coin, and you are a fan of that, then Yeah. Maybe so, excited about this. Well it's actually really cool. So like um if you liked series like Game Falls the Sweet Tooth, they actually have Jeff, um, Ed, Bryson, and Kelly Thompson, who are like artists and writers on them. So they're really good at creating like these really deep, scary stories with like some lightheartedness in it. Um, I don't know a lot about the Silver Coin, but it was potentially like it was supposed to be a limited thing. But I guess it was just so scary and was so intriguing that like. Buzz was around it, and like fans were just like, "Why is this going to end?" And you know, they they listened. Nice. So very cool. Now I'll I'll go ahead and put a disclaimer on here. It definitely is not a kid friendly book. So no, no, it's it's don't dark. Don't be looking for this one for your. I would not look for this for your younger readers. For younger readers at all. I, I would definitely say like seventeen and up. It, I would yeah, say at least. At yeah. least. I mean, it's an oh, adult well, comic. It's, it's very adult. much an adult comic. It's so. it's it's dark. It's like well, just okay. From, just for, just from looking at cover art, it is very much would seventeen, let, eighteen plus. Would you let this person read a uh, Punisher comic where he like throws people into stuff and kills them and blood comes out? Then don't. If you say no, then not this one. Oh, like, that's light compared to this. Yes, so <laughs> but the, the, the cover art's fantastic. It's great. Very heavy, mature subject matter, especially where the time period is stated in, uh, takes place in. Def yeah, it's su suggestive content, but... So, there's been a large crossover between Sandman Universe and Lock and Key that is ending this August. Which I had no idea they were even in the same I universe. I don't think they... I think it's just a crossover. crossover. I don't think they originally were in the same universe. Hmm. It's just a crossover event. I thought they crossed over before. Because I think they're... They're both IDW, aren't they? Yeah, the Sandman universe. Yeah, they're the same. It, well, so my thing, though, is it's like... I didn't even know, like... They have crossed over. Because Lock and Key's... This is the final chapter of this crossover. Right, so Lock and Key's very whimsical, where Sandman's very, like... Not? Dark and depressing, so I'll really, like... Don't get me wrong, there are points in Lock and Key, like in the show, where, like, it is very dark, and you're kind of like, ooh. But... I feel like some of the stuff in the comics seemed more dark than they portrayed it in the... In the show. In the show. Because I think in the show, they're trying to get a more family-friendly audience, right. where they were kind of going for a different audience in the... Well, Lock and Key felt more like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with a little bit of that weirdness and feel, or Willy Wonka mm. and the Chocolate Factory, the boat ride, specifically, kind of a vibe, where I it do. was more like whimsical yeah. than I'm like way dangerous. Than that. In the first episode, a person pushes a key into another person's chest, 
and they burn from the inside it's out. It's not whimsical. I it's don't feel like that's whimsical. Much dark, way darker than that. Well, like, but as dark as compared to other things that have like been produced for like comics and that's stuff. That's true. Okay, it's a lot more lighthearted. I'd say. But I, I, I still want to compare it to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'd no, say I'm saying the original, feels... like the original movie, when they're in the boat ride, when you're like, "That's creepy as heck." Yeah, there's creepy stuff in that, but they're I'm... not even on the same level. I feel like it's more akin to like a, more akin to like, the, Doom Patrol oh. Candle Maker. Oh, finish. <laughs> it's more akin to the, more intense parts of like, uh, young adult novel books or movies like. Uh, the, the more intense parts of Harry Potter are the more intense parts of, like, the Hunger Games. Or Twilight. Or Twilight. Well, not Twilight. Everything <laughs> really? is terrible. Sorry, really? I just went along with that, and then I was like, hold on a second. Twilight sucks. So. Oh, that was like an attention test right there. Like, is Matt paying attention to what Matt Jake was looking saying? at another story as well while he was getting this one ready. I'm sorry. You failed. I did fail. <laughs> I was so excited about the Venom. About Venom. This just in. Matt likes Twilight. <laughs> Who's your Edward, Matt? I will... Sh- okay. Like, man, we okay. actually one-upped Squirrel Girl and My Little Pony. So, <laughs> you know how I hate Squirrel Girl, My Little Pony, and uh, Frankencastle? Yeah. I hate Twilight more. Are you saying you hate men covered in glitter? I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you, and I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm gonna do, because I don't know what the stopping point's gonna be, but it's... Really not going to be very. He just hasn't met the All right, folks, place your bet. What stops first, Matt's fists or Jake's heart? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> My fists are pretty wimpy right now, but I feel like I can still hit Jake's face pretty hard. Just like oh, duct tape oh. a steak to your fist. Oh my gosh, perfect. There you go. Somebody <laughs> sent me a steak. Jake, I've sent you. I know. I sent you more. <laughs> that so, was so funny. <laughs> apparently, there's a um, a new Hulk series coming out, but I can't. Any further than that because the length that you oh it doubled the length in yeah no so in, in <laughs> so Marvel's sending out a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. um, I think it's August yeah it's the same length <laughs> I don't know why I did that I must have it happens sometimes yeah <clears throat> I must have hit the wrong link honestly but apparently they're just getting a bunch of new number ones number ones um, in August. Which, new comic book days happening then, too, which a lot of times companies will start with new number ones then and, like, have number zeros for free comic book day. Have some good, yeah, a lot of jumping on points. Right, so in August we're getting a bunch of, like, so far we know for sure the Hulk is getting one. <clears throat> also, to add to the steak thing, I thought it was a joke, like, honestly, and I told Matt, ha, 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 and then Alexa comes at home, so and is like, "Where's the steak coming from?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And she has a grocery bag with steak in there. She's like, "Whose card is this?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? It must have been a misdelivery." And then it clicked. I'm like, "Oh my god, he actually sent me an effing steak." Yep, I literally sent a steak. You sure did. <laughs> I literally sent a steak to Jake's house. And we we had a uh, good amount. Of I should have sent. That. What I should have sent was the picture that the driver sent me of the steak in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> I, for, I forwarded the delivery notification yeah but i think you thought because the guy's name was also matt that was delivering it that i was joking i 100 percent thought it was a joke no no it was not oh well, yeah there it's... was another guy named matt i guess so did, did anybody actually eat the steak it, yeah uh alexa's is gonna marinate it this week and make it for herself yeah there you go 
I think they ended up putting it in the freezer because it was so, uh, it's out there for a bit. Along with the uh, new things coming out with Marvel, there's a new era of Venom coming out in November with the new Venom number one. Yeah, and from the I'm excited because <clears throat> from the cover it looks like they're doing both like Venom on Earth and Venom in like space. Seems that way. Well, it, so with the Black King dying King off, Black, right? Yeah. So I guess the symbiote species is actually kind of free, sort of. Yeah, and they're pacifists, like they're they're good guys, right? And it's like the kind of the naughty ones, not necessarily evil, but they're naughty, get sent away. And the Black King, I guess, is like done. He's done some messed up stuff to where apparently he's like made it to where the symbiotes seem inherently evil when that's been not the case. He's kind of like the the Satan of this race. So, pretty pretty cool. Um. Anyways, uh, cinematic news. Alrighty. So first up for cinematic news. Uh, Matrix 4 uh, announced that Christina Ricci is going to be joining the cast. Um, for those of you not familiar with her, uh, she she's kind of a character actress. Play, plays a lot of different like uh, small roles here and there, usually. Um, she was uh, Wednesday Adams in the 90s Adams Family. She also um, was in like, The Hole? Yeah. Which was a stupid movie. Yeah, she was, she was in... Like, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Lots of things. Yeah, a lot. She's 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 been in a lot of different stuff. Yeah, she's joining the cast. Uh, th- this is not so much news, but I, I guess uh, I guess Keanu Reeves is coming back as Neo. That and that's not news, but it's it was it's news to me, and I'm oh, just really? like, yeah, apparently Neo. Yeah, when when the, they that was announced when they announced that they were making. Yeah, I, I didn't realize. I thought that. they ended well, the series because so I was like, I people, thought they. S- a lot I'm, of people, I'm still trying to figure out. There was like, a lot of speculation when they, that they were going <laughs> to have Neo as like, the Neo was going to be in flashbacks, but not actually as like part of the movie anymore. Well, we still gonna, don't know what kind of role right. he's going to have. But the the theory was that he wasn't going. He was going to barely be in it. And he actually is going to so, get in. I thought they won. I thought it was like over, over. Yeah. That's I, what it seemed it, like. It, it like seemed one. like a pretty definitive ending, so it was kind of weird when they announced Matrix 4. Unless Neo never really was the one. I mean, and it to was be, like... To be honest, those two movies kind of sucked. I, I think yeah, any of the movies for, after the first after one the first one, I wonder if they're going to do a... Went to crap. I wonder if they're going to do a thing like they did with the latest Terminator movie where they're like, yeah, so those movies aren't canon anymore. The ones that we don't like, they're not canon. So... Well, did you hear <laughs> that theory that Mr. Smith was actually the chosen one because he like meets all the criteria yeah. for it? So yeah, I wonder that, if they're going to twist it and be like, really oh yeah, you never was Mr. Smith is. That would be interesting. That actually would be interesting. If that would be interesting. Right. But yep, so yeah, Ma- Matrix 4, woohoo. Joke's on us, it's actually a Bill and Ted crossover <laughs> and Neo is actually Bill. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Alright, so then... Uh, uh, they did a uh, Watchmen-style teaser for the upcoming Flash movie and uh, did a promo with Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, so uh, go and check that out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then blood they, on the logo. And then they uh, cast Spider-Woman for the upcoming uh, Into the Spider-Verse sequel. Uh, and Issa Rae is going to be joining the cast as Jessica Drew slash Spider-Woman. I'm curious. I'm surprised people haven't complained about that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know who Issa Rae is. So, so she's I don't know. she's an African. She's she's black. 
and Jessica Drew's wife. So I'm, I'm surprised people like are all butthurt about a voice actress playing a white character, which I... Here's the thing. I think Isra Ray actually will play Jessica Drew. She's... I think she'll nail the personality, personally. So... I, I suppose I it depends like, on whether they animate the character black or white. So if I, they animate her black, then of course people are going to have a freaking maybe. fit about it on my social media. My real thing is like, I don't know if that it matters as much. It's the multi. Character. It's the multiverse too. I don't know if it matters yeah. to that character though, like as much yeah, as it matters. I don't think it really matters. Because certain characters like it definitely certain matters. Certain characters it does just because of backstory. Yeah, yeah. but, but we're Spider-Woman, it I don't know matter. if that matters as much. Like, it, it would be a bigger deal if they made Miles Morales white. Right. So, here's the thing with, with, with Spider-Woman. And this is gonna, like, her job is to be hot and powerful. That's her thing. Villains find her attractive because she's got these Spider-Woman hormones. She's kind of sassy and pheromones. she's really, pheromones. And she's really strong. That's it. I think nothing else matters. And as long as she can nail all that, great. Well, it's not her only, it's not her only power to have pheromones. I mean, it's part of the power set, but... Yeah. Like, and honestly, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I'm actually surprised people just aren't blowing up over this and saying, you're breaking continuity. None of that is into the Spider-Verse. They can kind of literally do whatever they want and be like, multiverse, and then you deal with it. I think the I think when you, I think you lose your ability to complain about any series if Nick Cage is involved. So like, if Nick Cage is in the first movie, you can't complain about anything in the second movie. Are you saying the cartoon pig wasn't enough to be like can't complain? John Mulaney, uh, you know he was great in that. He was on also on a lot of cocaine too during the time. John Mulaney? Mm-hmm. How do you know that? Because after the movie, he got checked into rehab, and his wife divorced him. What? Yeah. Cool. I'll, well, I only know this because <laughs> Alexa's is a big fan of his, and like told me all this. Gotcha. Uh, random dumb facts that I shouldn't know, but no. Part three. <laughs> Part seventy-two. <laughs> Anyways, so you know, so that's basically it for cinematic news, and then for uh, TV news. Uh, we've got some new uh, set photos for Titans Season 3, and they uh, they show off Raven's new costume. With Blackfire, I think? Yeah, it, looks, it looked like Blackfire. <coughs> that is Blackfire. Yeah. Which, okay, <coughs> I have to say, at first I did not like how they were doing Starfire. Because the costumes were corny, and the character acting was bad. I. They're getting better. They're getting better, but I still think that that is... While they're portraying a version of Starfire, it doesn't seem like the character. I, I'm not a purist. Blackfire's for DC, but the I character like, Blackfire was a lot better. But I feel like the characterization for Blackfire worked out better than the characterization for Starfire. They probably should have yeah, just made I haven't, a whole new character. I haven't watched past season one, so it's good. It's still it's not enough to be like, oh, I don't like it. But you're just definitely like, eh, like yeah. I, the I, only I, thing I that counts is Starfire. Okay. Starfire. Yeah. Right. But I'm excited. Raven's starting to look more like Raven, though, so I'm, I'm pretty yeah, stoked. That, it, yeah, the new costume is definitely a step in the right direction. And then uh, Loki Lo is going to be hitting Disney Plus on the 9th. Um, so, uh, that yeah, that, that's going to be exciting. Definitely yep. looking forward to that. And then uh, Sweet Tooth has arrived on Netflix. Produced uh, by Raven Engineer. Yep, 
R R D J. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch yet. Any anybody? I I did. I'm enjoying it a lot. It I was kind of worried. Cause I was like, I don't know if it's gonna be a thing. It's it's fun. It's fun, but also you're like, wow. And it's kind of relatable with like COVID. Like if you know like the backstory, like it's all about like this sickness and this like um, pandemic that happened. Plus with like these mutants or like hybrids coming out, so it's it's actually really good. It's fun. I like it. Cool. You should definitely check it out. Alrighty, and that is our TV series news. Yeah, cool. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and go into our comics list, but before we do so, we'd like to let you know that our comics list is brought to you by Best Slope. Um, it's literally the best slope coffee in all the Rockies. Um, they won awards for it. Definitely check it out. We have our midweek news break there every day. If you live in the Grand Junction, every Wednesday, Wednesday. Every, every Wednesday. Day. I wish every day. He just we, we can't have a midweek news break every day. Jake, we can't live in your fantasy world where we get to go to Best Slope every single day. I wish. We want to. As much we as you want can't. to. I, I know. Right. Like that's the that's the American dream right there. Anyways, so if you live in the western Colorado area, go to Fruta. Check them out. Have them surprise something. Cloud Nine's good. The spicy yeah, biscuitito, the, the spicy so. Steve. It's fantastic. Or you can go ahead and go to Best Slope Coffee Co dot com and check out their subscription options they've got a ton of cool subscription options that are available well not a ton three but they're pretty good you could get one that's monthly you can get the monthly there's a bi-monthly option and then there is a quarterly option if you just want to get a good bag of coffee every once right. in a while um you can get it ground or unground as well sometimes they throw in some other stuff in there too stickers or a shirt or whatever if it's you, all fantastic if you're in the western slope area and you want an adventure go to best slope Ask for, say, the drink that Steve from Comic Talks from 616 gets. It's an adventure. It's a spicy, delicious coffee adventure. Oh, it'll burn your throat all the way down. Listen. So don't do it unless you can you, handle the heat. If you have <laughs> sins that you have not dealt with, that will get rid of them. <laughs> anyway, no, check it out. Best Slope Coffee Co. Burn Best the Slope Coffee sin right out of you. Go to bestslopecoffeeco.com um, and check it out. You can also ask for the, while you're pulling up the comics list, let me tell you about the uh, Matt special, which is two coffees. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, the comics that we have coming out are coming out next week on the 16th. Don't forget to support your local comic book shop um, and buy these comics for them to stay in business and other stuff because comics are important and they help keep kids off the streets and, um, and reading. Anyways, for Dark Horse, we got The Art of Rick and Morty Volume 2 hardcover, uh, Grandeville Integral hardcover, um, Grand Grandel's Devil's Odyssey number 7, uh, Helsing Deluxe Edition Volume 3 hardcover, and then House of Lost Horizons, a Sarah Jewel Mystery number 205, Madam Library Edition Volume 1 hardcover. Madman Library. Matt. I got I you. I hate myself. Thank you. Uh, we have Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology 2, number 1 of 6. Jeez. Uh, Rangers of the Divide, number 2 of 4. And then World of Black Hammer, Library Edition, Volume 3, hardcover. Very nice. And then for DC Comics, we've got Batman Fortnite 0 Point, number 5 of 6. And a few variants. Um, Batman Volume 3, Ghost Stories, hardcover. Catwoman, number 32. Deceased, Hope at World's End, hardcover, Flash number 771, Future State, the next Batman trade paperback, 
Legends of the Dark Knight number two, Nightwing number 81, uh, Represent number one, Scooby-Doo Where Are You number 110, Static Season 1 number one, and some variants, uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number one of eight, Superman Red and Blue number four, Teen Titans Beast Boy hardcover, and Truth and Justice number five. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we'll move on to IDW. Yeah, Beauty of Horror, Color Your Destiny. This isn't a comic book. Nope, there are tarot, <laughs> they are themed tarot card decks. Oh, right? tarot cards. Cool. Their, a couple of other comics. Chained to the Grave, number four. G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 283. Uh, Godzilla, Monsters and Protectors, number three. Marvel Action... Captain Marvel, Volume 2, Number 4. Sonic the Hedgehog, Number 41. Star Trek, Year 5, Number 21. Star Wars The High Republic Adventures, Number 5. Transformers Escape, Number 4. Usagi Yojimbo, Number 20. Okay. And coming up from Marvel Comics, we have Alien, Number 4. Captain... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You skipped image. Image? I skipped image? Yes. Oh, I, I, can, I, can, I can read I image. I got it. I can get image. No. No. I'll fight you for Let it. Let me get image because it's shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we could have been done reading image by now. Compass number one. Geiger number one and number two. Uh, Good Asian number one. Home number three. Ice Cream Man number 24. Jim Lives the Mystery of the Lead Singer of the Doors. And the 27 Club trade paperback. That is such a long title. Yeah, that's like a Japanese light novel cover right there. Oh, <laughs> it's like two paragraphs. Jupiter's Legacy Requiem <laughs> number one. Uh, There's a lot of variants. There is a ton of variants. By the way, that show has been canceled due to director Netflix conflict. Radiant Creative Radiant Differences. Black number five and... Or four and five. And Silver Corn number three. <laughs> Ugh. Can't say words. Sil- silver coin. Silver coin. I said that <laughs> it, it just it, it sounded it, it was it like cross between bit. coin and corn. So just no, make it's, sure it's, the listeners it's, heard it's silver right. corn. It's about it's a, uh, werewolves getting risky. No, I was thinking it was about a really bad. They're eating foot, corn that's uh, silver. Disease. Anyways, Stillwater by Zardesky and Perez. I hope I pronounced that right. Time before time, number one and number two. Ultra Mega. Time by James Harum number four. Heron? Oh, Heron. Gosh. Can't pronounce words. Walking Dead Deluxe number 17. And that is it. For Image Comics. It's, it's fun, Matt. I, I can't. You, you have, have what I have the last okay. couple weeks. Marvel Comics. Marvel, Marvel Comics. So we have Alien number four. Captain America Annual number one. Super stoked for that. A bunch of cool variants. Deadpool 30th Anniversary. Variant for that. Yes. I don't know why I read that. What? Yeah. Oh, there's Captain a... America number one. There's a Deadpool variant. Oh, uh, I see. There. Okay. Captain America's Bicentennial Battles, all new Marvel Treasury trade paperback. Demon Days. Mariko. Morocco. Mariko. Mariko number one. If you haven't picked up that series, it's a bunch of one shots. Super good. Um, Fantastic Fourth number thirty three. And then we have Heroes Reborn number seven of seven. You want to pick that up. Um, ton of variants for that. Heroes Reborn, Onimus hardcover. 
She's a very nice for that. Uh, uh, two new printed Yeah, Heroes Reborn, Weapon X, and Final Flight, number one. Mighty Valkyries, number three of five. And then we have Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 27. We also have a ton of variants for that. Marvel Masterworks Daredevil Volume 15 hardcover. Gosh dang, I cannot read. I should have brought my glasses. Uh, New Mutants <laughs> number 19. And then we have Planet Sized X Men number 1 with a ton of freaking variants. Power Pack Classic Omnibus Volume 2 hardcover. And then we have Star Wars number 14. Thor by Donnie. Kate's Volume 2, Prey Trade Paperback, Venom Number 35, and then we have X Corp Number 2. Did I miss anything? No, you did not. Holy crap, I'm surprised. <laughs> you got that it. was you stressful. Like the the uh, interjection of, of the plethora of, of, <laughs> of variants on, ooh, on the ooh. one book and it was literally one variant. I was <laughs> <laughs> stalling for time. It was hilarious. I was stalling. Ooh, okay, ooh, Titan ooh. Comics. Oh, I man. That was easy one. Doctor Who Missy number three. <laughs> There's two comics in that. And Minky Woodcock the Girl Who Electrified Tesla number three. Wait, what? Minky that Woodcock, is a title and a half The right Girl there. Who Electrified Tesla number three. <laughs> huh. Wow. So... I know we don't oh. we don't usually announce stuff from the other ones, but um, Berserker number three is coming out as well. That's the one that uh, Keanu Reeves was involved in. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did the, we did the story on that. It's in Boom Studios. I saw it when I was scrolling down because it's very it's kind of a hard like, title to miss. Cool. There are a lot of cool titles though with Boom as well. There's a, they have a lot of Firefly. Oh, they do. But I would just it, ma- if you that want, one. just go to like. Go to our website. If you click like the comics banner, it'll take you to the website, so you can pull up the weekly pulls. If there's other there. publishers, yeah, that, that, we, that we don't, that we don't. Stop. If you, yeah, if you're just another publishers, or you want to read it yourself in your own dramatic fashion, right? Probably better than us. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and take a break. I'm going to smother some bologna and feed it to Kyle. Hey. So we'll be right back after this break. And what? As the break returns, we will also be picking up a Dave. You should be here by the end of the break. Yes, we are. Join us for we're going to draw topic. some chalk lines. I think it's in the shape of a FedEx box. We're going to hold hands and say, Chance deliver that package, and then Dave should be here. Wow, that, that was dumb. Okay. That was. Hey, Kyle, okay. let's go eat some bologna. Okay, now we're back from our... And we're back. We're back. Yeah. Now it's time for our main topic. We're going to... have come here to bargain. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. We're going to continue our discussion from two weeks ago on D&D and mental health and try to fill in some of what we lost from the first part. Yeah, that was during the power outage during the we power had. Outages. Yeah, the power outage that I caused all the way from Florida, apparently. Um, yep. You weren't in Florida. Florida you were at the episode. You were here. Across the entire continental United States. You had States. something weird going on with your voice, but you were oh, yeah, definitely yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. It sounded kind of high. Is your cold uh, doing better? You sound better. Yeah, now. I feel better. Yeah. Okay. It better. was like he had too much alum. <coughs> something. Yeah. I, I had some extra... Kyle antics to get out you of know, my system. It's ironic because you much sound like Mickey Mouse a little bit. Just a touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, 
So yeah, we're going to continue our discussion about <laughs> D&D Mental Health, um, part two, because there's a ton of benefits. There, there's a ton of benefits to it that I don't think we could actually touch all of them. Uh, we want to reiterate the fact, like we did earlier in the episode, we are not experts and we're not doctors. Everything we're saying is speculation based off of personal experience and or experience that we have, or things that we have witnessed ourselves by playing D&D. So, so the, I mean, don't yeah. quote us on it, you can quote Kyle on it. Yeah. Just Specifically like, the guy who hasn't actually played D&D. <laughs> Thanks. Or been here for the episode. <laughs> he was here, though. Yeah, you I was here, here, Annalise. I wasn't here. How so could I, I have caused the power outage if I wasn't here? Anyways, and a magician never reveals their secrets. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, I wasn't here for that episode. So yeah. So what I, we talked about? Yeah, exactly I don't know where you guys were. Okay. Yeah, so give give us like we, a quick review. What we left review. off is we talked a lot about um, those who may have like neurodivergent or neural like neural disorders, like being on the spectrum and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and how, like, it could help them develop people skills, uh, get practice with social interaction, you know, cues and stuff like that, um, as well as just, in general, coping mechanisms and stuff like that. Uh, so we talked a lot about that. I don't know if what we talked about as far as, like, the emotional aspects of it, for those who, like, need to, like, for the positive escapism of that made it in there at all. Yeah, you've never heard of escapism? It's escapism. That's what he said. Yeah. He said escapism. Anyway. <laughs> Continuing. Um, anyway, so what uh, did... How much was that left out? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. No. We lost a lot. So okay. I don't so, know what all we so lost. So basically, basically that's what we covered. So we can talk more about that. We could also talk about, I guess, some of the emotional mental benefits of playing so, tabletop RPG. without with having recording to listen to to know what we missed I have no idea because I we can't remember go, that many days how about we do so. like this <laughs> we may go over some stuff we already went over we do apologize if we're repeating ourselves well, but Matt, we, we don't apologize Kyle should Kyle, 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 Kyle apologizes I was here I don't know what you're it, talking about yeah but it's your fault the power went out so we lost the oh power. yeah that, and, any, and anything we say we're not held accountable but you but are so. that's why we're doing a part two so we can hopefully fill in the blanks that we talked about last time so, and didn't right. actually have on the episode in the spirit of that what do you guys think the, you can see that we're really with us with the first part there's three of us that were well the three of you the first part apparently I'm not a so I guess, no. I guess it'd be good to start with Kyle because Kyle's only played a handful of tabletop RPGs, so maybe like an outside perspective of like yeah. potential well, benefits. So going going off a little bit of my background, uh, you know, going to college for uh, music and music education, you know, one one of the things that we had to cover a lot was you know our arguments for why music should still be taught in school sounds off topic but i have a point i'm getting there (laughs) and so 
they, they they've done a lot of studies where they you know they compare kids that do you know uh, the arts in schools uh, to uh, you know kids who you know just do like the core uh, don't you know have creative outlets and they find that you know the kids who are in like the band and the choir and and art and all those classes uh, generally are more engaged in their core classes and in general you know get better grades and things like that. Uh, because they, you know, the, you know, the, the music classes require them to use, you know, parts of their brain that don't normally get exercised in the core subjects. And it's, it's because it's the, you know, it's the creative aspect of your brain and not the logical aspect of your brain. So that, you know, that creativity, um, you know, so, something that's very present when you're, you know, building a character in a D and D campaign, and you know, trying to tell this story, and you know, you using using those those creative uh, muscles, so to speak, in in your brain, uh, in the you know similar fashion that you would in you know interpreting a piece of music, or uh, you know trying to to learn a, a part for like drama, like you know Annalise, yeah, yeah. So in that in that aspect, I think there's a lot of similar benefits that can be gained from in, engaging in in uh, D and D and and other tabletop games. Yeah, I guess what I was thinking is kind of similar. Like I was literally actually going to mention acting. Like the reason I act is just because it's I guess it's almost easier to express yourself if you're doing it through someone else's words. At least for me, because I think I'm like a pretty intelligent person. But when it comes to like like vocal expression just being able to like say what I'm thinking and feeling is pretty difficult so I guess just representing that in someone else like because you can relate to any character basically so what you're saying is when yesterday when I jumped on a troll was it a troll yeah when I jumped on a troll and farted on him to save my friend's life I was communicating something subconsciously Mm -hmm. to my friends that I couldn't use with words Mm -hmm. yeah So, exactly. I think what I was trying to say is, I give a crap about you, literally. Like, <laughs> do you play the same type of character in every RPG you play? No. So, yes. we've figured out that, in our campaign, the dumber the idea, the better it although, works. That was it, although, in context, it actually was a pretty decent, idea, helpful idea. We found out ogres have a really, like... The, so, we found tro- out right before that that they had a really sensitive... Like they were very sensitive. Yeah, to they smell. didn't have a strong sense of smell, so you turned a strength into a weakness. No, but we found, but we didn't have anything else that was like he's like, what do I got that smells, and so he's like, Jake does. Actually, technically, yeah, I did. I was, I did singe and had a, I had a hellhound thrown on me, so like I smelled like wet cat and burnt hair. But that, so, that's that's a perfect dog. No, 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 because I was, a, I'm a tabaxi. Oh, so yeah. he soaked himself. So he smelled like well. Oh, it's I use like, milk, so it's curdled milk, and yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a perfect example of what I'm of what I'm talking about. Like right there in that situation, confronted with this enemy that you you know necess- don't necessarily have the means to beat with brute force, you used critical thinking, and that that's a big buzzword in, I, in education. I would say uh, illogical critical thinking, because there's a lot of dumb ideas that we've had that were like. 
there's no way this will work. And well, then, no, well, it wasn't. It works. It wasn't. Yeah, but joke. I mean, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be all fart jokes. But you know, it could be like talking your way out of a fight, or you know, fight f- using the environment to your advantage in a, in the middle of a fight. Right. Like things like that that require it, it, critical it, thinking. It, gives you, it brainstorms problem solving. Well, it was an analytical thought. In a way, it also is critical thinking because that one will work with every DM. Like, the critical yeah. thinking is, is this going to, like, is there a chance this will work with this person? Because some people are very serious about their DM. Yeah, our, yeah. That's fine. That, you know, that I'm not, our, yeah. Our well, DM will be the, the meta players, the, the yeah. guys who uh, min-max everything. Yeah, and yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to harp on people. You play it however you want. That's how our, you want to play it. Our but. particular DM appreciates a good fart joke. He, well, he appreciates something crazy. Like, okay, I didn't think about that at all. Like the Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, it's but, when a tabaxi rides okay, a minotaur. That's... <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I know, I do think that, like, critical thinking is a huge part. I think that's... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah like sense. avoiding a fight, you know? You have your barbarian run up to the front guy in the lead of the fight, yeah. knock his head off, and just yell really loud at the rest of the group, and they run away. Well, definitely not to, something that happened during our session today. <laughs> to add, to add what, so what Dave said really actually adds to Annalise's um, comment about like being able to express, express yourself, right? Right. I, I think to some point, um, we do create characters... I'm not a psychologist, but making assumptions that someone our subconscious when we create characters, we're creating certain versions of ourselves or like personalities. You know, like how like there's a classic cartoon trope when like the characters get split into multiple personalities and each yeah. character represents an emotion. Like you uh, make a character, but you isolate like one part of like your personality or personality trait. And right. You like put all of that into that one character. Well, right. It also might be like you also in some way are like, it's hyper. Like, because I don't think you're going to go knock anybody's head off today. No. Or tomorrow. Yeah, or anytime yeah. in the near future. But your character will, totally. Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. more like you just create the person, the character that you would want to be in this said universe. Well, because, like, a lot of this stuff, like, where I'm like, yeah, my character's like this. I am not that character. Like, yeah. Right. So, like, with, with the barbarian aspect, is like, so maybe you've got, like, a lot of built-up frustration and sometimes you just want to smash things and, like, lop off heads. You can't just go around doing that. Well, you could go around doing that in society. But you're going to go to jail or probably look like a weirdo. You know, lopping off a head is not something someone does on an average I don't think people are going to be like, man, that weirdo down the street just knocks people's heads off. Pretty sure the jail thing is... Yeah, a little more likely. Yeah, you know, you never know. Who knows? Yeah. Prison, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, but <laughs> I, I think though there is like it gives you that expression in order to um, live out your frustrations and kind of I guess we'll go into the emotional things of it. Express the feelings that you have built up in in scenarios that I guess represent uh, certain aspects of your life. Right? Maybe a scenario is super. Um, Relatable. Like, for example, our last session for our game yesterday, in order to pass, we had to have, like, a blood token, right? We, we had, ended up finding doppelgangers. Doppelgangers? Doppelgangers, doppelgangers yeah. Um, no, of our of ourselves. And so, you know, really, let's say if we want to get super, like, into this, we, we can go as far as just, like, how we attack the mirrored images of our characters. It could be, like, 
how we deal with ourselves. I feel like you are overreading that a lot. I, I am overreading <laughs> it. But yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. But the the point is though, is how we handle our characters in the game could definitely represent on how we would want to or wish we handled certain situations in our life, subconsciously. I think yeah. when I create characters for like role playing, um, especially with like um, the old republic, I like um, I like creating like the super like dark characters who are like really angsty and sarcastic and like and that's not really me. Like I know that's kind of like my thing in the podcast, but I'm not really that angsty. Like I'm honestly not. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just really fun to play like the most like dark evil person because dark. it's just something that you aren't like at all. Right, but see, so, so you get to be someone completely different. I mean, not not. But what I'm what I'm saying though is like you can't just do that in normal life, right? Yeah, you that's as what you I'm as saying. a person like you're responsible, but that's also maybe that's a way of you working out that angst and those built up feelings of just like man. Sometimes I wish I could just I don't know. Ugh. Well, I I think there's I think part of it there actually might be a little more psychology to like how you go about building a character because everybody does it differently. Well, like, sometimes yeah. you. Want to be able to take your giant warhammer and knock a bandit's head off? Sometimes yeah. it's fully based on what your character looks like, and then you change yeah. your personality afterwards. Sometimes like, you um, just want to pee in a in a fountain. Like Annalise was talking about the Old Republic. Yeah. Like, um, if you play through as a uh, a Sith warrior, mm-hmm. a lot of your conversations with your mentor, you can be like nasty and sarcastic yeah. with him. And you're not like that in real life. I'm not like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's, you know, you can, you know, get that out through you I'm know, sarcastic, that video. I'm sarcastic, but I'm not evil. Yeah. Well, Jake! So I don't know. How old so are you? In a lot of RPGs, I'll, like, I do the same thing that I do with a lot of other games, and, like, even role playing games, is, like, I do a, like, a headcanon thing where I'm, like, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling in the game. But it's not how the game's playing out. So, like, I was playing, like, Fallout 4. Fallout 4 is an RPG. It has a lot of very similar systems. Um, a lot of uh, but player like, interactions. But in that game, like, I have an idea of, like, what my character thinks like. Even though, like, you you know, in the game you have a dialogue tree or whatever. And yeah. Yeah, same thing in it, Star Wars. But I think, but sometimes I'm, like, I'm, like, my character thinks like this. Or, I, I you know, I think my character <laughs> says something a little more like this. That's okay. But, like, I have a, more of an idea in my head rather than what's, like, portrayed on the screen. Right. I, and I think with, like, tabletop RPGs, you get to have a little more freedom with that where, like... That, yeah, you get to... You, you get know, to create the person. You get a little more entirety. creative freedom with, like, how that how right. stuff plays out. Well, yeah, and I, I think that goes back to that emotional release, you know? Like, there... We... So we live in a day and age where it's, like, we say that freedom of expression and self-expression and like having your voice heard is absolutely okay but i think in the reality of it is i think our voices and our emotions are even more oppressed than ever before because you always have to be conscious of like if i offend this person i won't exist anymore because society will burn me down right (laughs) and so i think what what dungeons and dragons or tabletop rpgs in general allows us to do is really actually legitimately have this ability to express ourselves and what we want to say and through our characters. And it's a safer environment. Right, with, without the risk of being like, cool, 
you're a dirtbag because you did this in the game. Like, it's a game. Oh, that was my character. Yeah. Right. So, like, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who choose or build certain characters a certain way, you know, and maybe, yes, it is a stretch, but I, I genuinely think to some point, subconsciously, like, we are inserting portions of ourselves, whether it's, like, I wish I was more of this, or maybe this is how I see myself based off this scenario, and we we hyperextend those portions of that vision. But like, you give your character a certain um, flaw. Yeah. Like, right. and it's a, an exaggerated flaw of your own, but you, you know, you play the character, and you go into that flaw and work through it, and, you know... You work it out somehow. Like it's, yeah, you it, work it, it be... out in-game, which also helps you work it out in your yeah. head, in real life. Yeah. Every, every character in every system that I've ever played since the first RPG I played probably 20 It's okay if you say ago, the dawn of time, Steve. We, we the know dawn of the time, Stone Age yes. existed. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but anyway, any any character I've ever built for myself is, has, is a, at least a portion of myself in one way or another. And I think a lot of people play their characters that way because they are what they know so they'll use at least a portion of their per personality or you know their person as a building block to know how they want to play this character yeah, it's, and then just go off of that right yeah, it's, it's a way of like injecting your a bit of yourself into the or into like the world and kind trauma. of immersing yourself right yeah past traumas like, like dealing with yeah yeah you take like yeah. you know not everything but like it's like okay take this one specific trauma expand on it and put that as a character backstory and then you you know work through yeah there there are definitely therapies where you role play in order to get that out you know and honestly yeah. i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if there are some therapists or will be in the future no, that actually are. use no, there already um, are yeah. i i was reading through it um uh, things like in New York, there was a therapist that was using D&D sessions to help um, their patients work through traumas. Yeah. So, I, hypothetically, I don't know how this would work, but, like, let's spitballing off that theory, right? Um, yeah. Of that. Like, imagine if you're, like, a group of veterans and you have, like, this post-traumatic stress, you have this trauma to deal with, and you're able to deal with that and work through that trauma by creating a scenario or a, a situation that may be similar one, it's fake, so it's not completely, like, triggering or setting you back, but also it's something you recognize well enough where you can cope and be like, man, maybe this situation that I had when I fought in this war isn't necessarily my fault because in the game it kind of confirmed that, right? We're, we're able to, one, expose ourselves and deal with these things that we're dealing with in-game and in-person. And maybe it's not apparent while you're playing it, but maybe, like, over time and as we do things um we're able to learn and see and feel and be like oh man i have really helped myself work through this stuff because of these sessions you know um that and the vulnerability again there's that emotional vulnerability i if i'm i'll be completely candid and like just open for this for the sake of this discussion I have a really hard time being open and vulnerable people, like, on a very deep, intimate level. I've got 
dad issues, right? My dad was a POS, you know, so like a lot of male figures in my life didn't necessarily were there for me. Plus, my mom was also kind of a POS, right? And there's all this culture stuff to mix into it on top of that. So being able to be completely open and vulnerable with someone, it's hard. So when our DM encourages us to role play, like actually role play, that forces me to be vulnerable because I'm like, well, I could sound stupid. I can't do an Australian accent. You guys know I can't do accents to save my life. <laughs> but when our DMs is like, no, play it. We don't care if you sound dumb. It like encourages that in like a positive way that it forces me to be vulnerable to do a terrible like what English, Irish, Australian mix up of who knows what. Yeah. It was, it was, it's awful. That's all I have to but say. But it's a fantasy game. Who's to say that that accent doesn't I mean, exist in that world? I was a cat and I was on catnip, so who knows? No, Maybe no, I was slurring my words. It was, <laughs> it, it's funny because it like, I, I, I'm in the same game. I will say that the accent is terrible. It's fine. It's, I'm saying it's yeah. god awful. It, it, well, yeah, it, it, is, it gives but, you that But it definitely net. gives the character a different, a little more depth. Like it feels different. It makes the character feel a lot more real and rather than it's a character, not just... He but doesn't yeah, just seem, he just doesn't seem crazy for the sake of crazy. He's like, oh, he's Australian. They're just born nuts. Um, <laughs> but no, so like it, it forces me to be vulnerable in front of a group of people that like I know Matt and Sam really well. So like being somewhat vulnerable with them is well, still a chance, but not like as hard. Versus like I've only known Logan, Ben, and Sarah for like a month, and I'm really exposing a part of myself that no one even gets to see at all. Like, I don't even talk to myself like that in the mirror. I'm that uncomfortable, you know, with, like, vulnerability. But it forces you to do that. And it, and it gives you that safety net that you don't get in real-life scenarios. Right, yeah. Well, it helps well, you build up confidence in I, those types of and, situations. And the tools to, like, when the situation comes and I actually need to be vulnerable, I'm like, okay, cool. This is my Australian accent moment. Be yeah. vulnerable. But and and there's there's a lot of real life situations where role playing is kind of a necessary skill, and you know a perfect example would be like a job interview, right? Like you want to like you know to put it into Jungian terms, like craft this persona of yourself that puts all of your good sides forward, and you know really sell I don't yourself. Think any company that's hiring wants to hear my Australian accent. I will not get the job. I'm not I'm not <laughs> equating this to your Australian accent. But, but well, you're not doing the Australian accent, but you might have to change the way you're talking a little bit just for the interview. Yeah. Like, the way you talk in an interview is a little different than the way you talk. From the way you talk to most day to other day, people. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean... And, and after you get the job, too, that, again, that's that's another whole entire different persona you have to craft. And well, what, like, um... And adhere to over a long period of time. So are you time. saying podcast Kyle is different from Kaylin... Uh, Kyle absolutely Kayla? yes well you've been lying to us this whole time <laughs> I'll have to also, absolutely yes I'll have to say in the same, in the same <laughs> vein are like, you? The way I I'm, so, I'm sorry Jake do you want to hear my pillow talk or no. is that something you're interested in I okay never mind oh, okay, so <laughs> change the subject I, I do, I, I, change the subject I do a church coffee shop but I'll have to say in the same way that like I talk different in the coffee shop than I talk here I don't talk the same way it's well just like different. when I was delivering oil field yeah you're different you talk to you me. delivered oil fields yeah, how would you do that? Like, did you like cut the field and then like load it up, or yes? <laughs> uh, um, you know, going out to the rigs and you talk to these guys. Oh yeah. And, you know, you start to talk. You talk differently. Differently. You pick up the language. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, as opposed to, you know, normal, you know, conversation, you know, you, you, you change, you change the way you talk. Yeah. Right. When, in the, in the same way, I think that helps you be more social, like, I think that helps you be, I'd say socially fluid, like, you have to be able to talk different ways to different people. Right. So like, there's, you know, I'm going to talk different to you guys than I'm going to talk to my grandma. I love my grandma, but... Yeah. Not the same. I hope you don't talk to us like you talk to your grandma. You're pretty rude to her, from my understanding. Yeah, he tried to stab her. He did stab her. I, yeah, from my He's understanding, he didn't just try. Every um, <laughs> every holiday season. Well, yeah, I talked to her more like this. I don't know the lore. Your grandma, stabbing time. Yeah, but <laughs> just watch the turkey. Grandma, you touch that turkey, this will be the year you're done with. I'm like, oh, Matt, how are you nice? You ready for your shank shank, grandma? <laughs> it's Nana. Oh, and yeah. you ready for your shank shake, Nana? The fact that you know that <laughs> is hilarious. Well, it's Nana Stabber. Um, yeah. But no, so to, to, oh, no. to add the more to this... That, like, well, it's because you know that person. <laughs> so to add more to this adaptation, though, too, is just like... I, it, it also could bring people closer together, right? Because when yeah. you have to team build and stuff like that. I'll, what I've noticed, at least with last week, is so we had a barbecue, right? So I was like, hey, because normally we do snacks or something. I just got a grill and a smoker, and so, like, I'm utilizing it, like, at a 1,010%. So, like, cool, we'll just have people come over for um, grilling, you know? And so, like, everyone came over a little bit. We got, like, we were just talking out of game, like, as people, like, hanging out. And, like, it's really weird because although we're not in character, we're talking like we've actually been with, through some things with each other. Like, we've known each other for a lot longer than we have because... In game, we've been through some stuff. Okay, girl, women have been thrown. Time travel has taken place. Uh, space grandma DDs have popped out of existence. Like Matt has died several times. Like we have been through some things together. And although this is all fake, I think our bonding through Matt's suffering. <laughs> <laughs> um, has it's, has actually brought us closer. So, like, although the adventures aren't necessarily real, we have learned to trust each other through these encounters and just building up as a team. To where, like, because of that, in an interaction that we should have died in, we were able to actually endure and keep going to live another day for me to sew mango into his leg and somehow maybe get an owl bear <clears throat> pet named Pete Pete. So we're so what you're saying, Jake, basically is it's not about the monsters you've slain and the quests you've completed, but the friends you made along the way, or the friends suffering along friendship the way. Friendship is magic. <laughs> no, well, legitimately, yes, friendship is magic. Yes, I hate that. That is so accurate. <laughs> well, so like <laughs> for for the people in the know, um, I'm playing a monk, and sometimes monks can be really great. Sometimes they're not. There's been a couple times where they haven't been lately, and if your rolls aren't like, you get a lot of rolls, meaning you have a lot of chances to not get good rolls, and you have a lot of chances to get good rolls, so it could be good or bad. Yeah. Some weeks it's good, some weeks it's not. So I do have to like definitely rely on people a lot more. Like Sam, uh, we, the kind Sam, of our tank slash healer. Sam is like our healer person that basically is trying to stay alive and heal people, keep people, other people alive. Which is hilarious because. Sam's playing this huge minotaur. So, our gentle giant, literally. Yeah, aka Mitten's best friend. 
We've been having, yeah, but it was, the, but the thing about it is, like, we are relying on people a lot. And, I mean, even, like, with, it doesn't really have to be D&D necessarily, like, even with myths, you do have to, like, go, okay, I'm relying on this guy, like, I'm relying that we're gonna do some similar stuff. Like, we have kind of the same idea. Yeah, I mean, studies show when people go through trauma or experiences together, they tend to, uh grow a bond that you don't you can't like build anywhere else no like legitimately so like people who like survive tragedies um let's say whether it's like the twin towers or um you know the the tsunami that happened in was it the philippines yeah or thailand Mm -hmm. Um, yeah thailand um so those people who endure those things together they forge a bond that don't get forged in normal life, and they have this shared experience of trauma and or, you know, the things happening, and they have this closeness that you can't get anywhere else. And you have, like, this... There's this, this thing that just, like, it, it can't be broken because you're just, like, they're, they're your dudes, they're your homies. Yeah, um, and, like, people that go through that, they can relate. Like, you know, this is kind of on the same line but there's stuff that steve and i can relate to that nobody else here can yeah right because, because they work together. yeah well not only that because you know we're both truck drivers and we've both driven through some stuff yeah it's, <laughs> i don't it's, think babies is considered stuff that's insensitive <laughs> yeah it's 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 really it's really important to have people that you can vent to and commiserate with and you know people that share empathy towards your unique situations, right? Because yeah. it's hard to talk about that with people who are outside of that, yeah, like right. the, the snowstorm, the mountain passes that we've driven over over the years. You so, know, you like, like I'm sure you know you guys have driven through some stuff, but like driving through it with a semi truck is just so different. Well, and we and, as a yeah, nerdy I'm, I'm podcast sure. can all relate in with similar things that people who don't do stuff like this can't relate to. Like, yeah. We go to Comic-Cons every year. A lot of people have never right. done that. Well, yeah. so, so what I'm saying is, though, is it, it kind of makes a deeper thing because, like I said, you're going through simulated uh, traumatic events through each other. And, uh, and subcon- Right, and subconsciously you're building those bonds. Like, we yeah. literally have T-shirts now. <laughs> well, you made the shirts, to be fair. But, but... <laughs> right. But, yeah, no, we... Yeah, it's... We, it's so so we have like we we have this bond and we have this unit to where it's just like if I just saw him the way we would hug like let's say we did hang out once in a while my ability to want to go up to bat for them probably wouldn't be as much as playing D and D now. Because it's just like, yo dude, you don't know what we've been through. Uh we've we've beat up mummies together. Well like we faced a kraken out on the open ocean and shit. That's yeah. how we met. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, how often can you say, like, hey, I met my friend through, you know, fighting a Kraken? <laughs> I think, well... Uh, yeah, I, that was the first session that uh, Thane and Ari were in. Yeah. Oh, shoot, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot about that. Uh, it, I also, like... I do find that interesting. I found a lot of that, like, really cool... You know, well, kind of on the same and, line. And that, that episode was the first episode that uh, Jim pooped in a fountain. 
Yeah. That's true. That's where the pop. Well, kind began. of going along with that, um, I I used to play. Uh, we we were talking about Old Republic earlier, which isn't D and D, but it's still role playing. Yeah, role playing's um, fine. And I play, I played it with my cousin a lot because she was the one that introduced me, kind of. And th- that was like one of the ways that we got closest because she lives in Denver. Shout out Lizzie if you're actually listening to this. Probably not, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> We, she lives in Denver, so we don't get to see each other that often. So that was what we would do. We would play on the weekend. We would just Skype each other and play Old Republic. And it was really fun because there's something different about, like, like you still get to, like, talk to them, like, as your normal self. But then you get to, like, be evil people and, like, kill good guys together at the same time. Murder does make friends closer. Yeah. Well, I'd say, like, um, <laughs> like when, we had that pan- when we had the pandemic and we were in lockdown... I had a, you know, I, I spoke with a lot of people, but I think I definitely, like, there's some of my friends that I definitely hung out with more than I did, like, grandparents. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't use computers very well. Game. Yeah, and they don't use computers so good. Like, like on a video game RPG kind of thing, um, when I was playing World of Warcraft, Oh, yeah. Like, I was playing with people from all over the country and out of country. Like, there were um, there were a couple of uh, active service members in um, Afghanistan. That's cool. That they were playing on military internet in our endgame raids. That's America, the greatest co- country in the world. Well, and I just proved it again. I'm <laughs> sure, like... And, you know, I still have... Except um, they were playing in Afghanistan friends that Using you know American I still talk to um, that I've never met in person because of RPGs right yeah. so I, I want to add more to that than like sewing into your statement I think D&D could also help us build tolerance right towards certain people groups and or situations because I, I think a lot of what happens today is we see things so one sided on our side of the fence that we just make assumptions that X, Y, and Z are absolute facts, and that's it. Because X News tells us this, or Facebook post uh, influencer says this. And so we build up these ideas of these are what science facts are, and we build up intolerance towards people groups or certain belief systems or whatever, whatever. I think what D&D could allow people to do is, whether you believe these systems or not, right... Um, let, for example, let's say Kyle and I are politically different, right? I think we'll be able to have like these characters play out kind of our same beliefs, but also maybe build a deeper understanding of it, and maybe what we perceived as inherently evil or not good may necessarily not be the case, and maybe we're just misunderstanding it. Well, Because in the real world, we have no tolerance for that. But this, this world right now doesn't have tolerance for a whole lot of things. But in game, you have more tolerance because in your mind, it's not real. But the situation, because in our minds, it's not real, we're being exposed to it, and maybe we're taking a step back and be like, okay, hmm, maybe what I thought about said person may not necessarily be as bad as I believe. Now, there are some things that will always be evil. Lighting babies on fire is always bad. Okay. That's a no distinction. Plus, the baby is Hitler. No, because even Cosmic Ghost Rider couldn't kill Thanos. Baby killing is bad. Unless the baby is Hitler. Mm, even then. 
I think we're a little late on that. Thirteen-year-old Hitler is different. Teenagers are evil and they suck. No, you're speaking to a teenager right now, Jake. That's and I care a lot about you, but you're evil. Annalise, you're the exception, not the rule. (laughs) (laughs) You've got you've got one more year until I'm not afraid of you. I'm still gonna be a teenager in a year. Eighteen. Oh. Two more years. Three more years. (laughs) You get my point. I feel like twenty is just as bad. Ugh, it's not the worst. Yeah, 20, 20 or 20 somethings are like the new teenagers. Gosh. Put them in a wet bucket and throw them down a well. Jake, you were a 20 something. And I sucked a lot. I knew you when you were a teenager. And didn't I suck? No. You're you supposed to say yes to prove my point. You, did. you were the worst. Thank you. Steve you gets it. Just the media room a mess and I mommed you do you remember yes I'm glad you never saw the youth room after we left the church like for the final time after Brendan and I left let's just say we really left an impression in there with our Uh, entire bodies through the drywall (laughs) (laughs) wow Ted Miller may or may not have encouraged that they pulled a Kyle Oh, but yeah. Well, yes. And Wait, like, they were kiling before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you can. And we were drinking monster, so yes. <laughs> you can also, I think, a lot of time with uh, with tabletop stuff, you know, it can help you deal with like disappointments, like where you might not expect it. Like, so you could be like, "Oh shoot, that guy just shot!" Like, my friend in my party just shot me for some reason. Like, it could be an entirely different <laughs> weird. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm doing that as, actually, we, there was another game where, like, oh, no, we so had, where, no. There was another game we had where, um, some, there was guys that we were helping, and they were believed to be evil, and someone just got bored, basically. He's like, yeah, this is taking too long. So he shoots him. <laughs> and, like, it changed the game. Jake, why do you have that look on your face? It wasn't Jake. It wasn't me. Surely it wasn't you. I didn't actually murder Hobo anyone this time. <laughs> it actually wasn't Jake. It was a guy named Alex, we know. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you don't know. Wow. The rest of us know. Or like, or like when, uh, you know, the group gets, uh, you know, put into an arena fight and one of the, the members of the party decapitates the other member of the party. I That was Jonathan. It, oh, yeah, it was Jonathan. I don't have a... I didn't... No. Yeah. No, but I, I think what it does is, like, <laughs> I think what Matt's trying to say is it helps you set up to deal with disappointment better. Well, it helps you deal with, like, uh, sometimes you have to deal with, you know, in life, sometimes you have disappointment. You know, like, I have a flat tire, my insurance went out. Or Matt comes over to my house twice a week. Yeah. My my roommate floods my bathroom. Or, or, uh, or the time when, when Matt literally Tiger Kinged me. Or I'm afraid to use the bathroom because Obi-Wan Kenobi could be peeping in on me. With tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, I, I've yeah. never pooped safely. Up I think it, I, I think it's like it's helpful to definitely get through stuff that, and kind of deal with situations that you wouldn't think about dealing with. But that's the way the life goes. You don't think about dealing with all your situations. So. I think also, I you know, a lot of kids are playing D and D right now. Um, I mean, and that it was always like that, but I think it's heightened, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the biggest things with D and D is like when a character dies that become if you've been playing for a while that becomes a big deal and i think especially for kids because and i think that's almost almost a healthy thing because a lot of kids haven't experienced like 
Greek in real life. So they kind of yeah. get a glimpse of that in a game. So they get to experience it, but on a smaller scale. So you just get, like, an idea of what that could be like. Yeah, well, like, even, like, you know, uh, most of us watch Critical Role. Yeah. Like, when... When a character dies in there, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, and that's and that's not just a trend that's that's you know getting more popular in in D and D, but like in in a lot of kids shows nowadays mm-hmm. are dealing with death more and more often. Yeah, I know because it's something that kids need to be equipped to deal with. Yeah, and just accustomed to. Yeah, so right. they can be empathetic to people who have well, experienced that in their life. So like when yeah, when I was exactly. growing up, like in in the community that I grew up in, kids died a lot, like a lot, like it's crazy. Like I had friends. I think there was one period in my young life where I knew six people who got killed, like, within the same week, just because, like, it's just, like, it just happens in the punk scene, you know, like, suicide, drugs, gang violence, whatever you want to call it, it happens, um, you know, and so, like, when I was growing up, you didn't deal with it. You were like, man, this sucks, put on your loud music throw on some My Chemical Romance, yell, I'm not okay, walk out of your room and have spaghetti with your family. That's how you dealt with it. And it makes you really dumb. It, ma- it makes you numb. You know, so it, it, it's terrible. Cause I thought it's you like, said dumb at first. No. No, so it's like, yeah. I, I, I get phone calls once in a while about someone passing away and I'm like, that sucks. And then like, I go, what was it? Okay, I had a friend who was in a band recently. He just, he OD'd. And... I was really close with this guy. Like, we've, we've been through some stuff. We toured together. Like, we had good. And when I found out he died, Alexa's like, are you okay? And I didn't realize it at the moment, but I asked her, I was like, yeah, what are we having for dinner? Just glazed right over. And I was like, I had to stop and take a moment. She's like, you sure you're okay? Like, you didn't even blink. And I think dealing with characters' death is really, I think it's, it is beneficial because then, like, it'll, it forces you to, like, simulate that grief like mm-hmm. i remember when matt's character solomon died oh gosh we yeah. straight up had a funeral for him the turtle it was a terrible funeral the i turtle? was playing bagpipes the turtle that I showed you the the, yeah i was playing bagpipes terribly <laughs> and we had a monologue from some doped out gnome wizard who yeah. known him for 15 <laughs> seconds <laughs> well damn like it's it's funny because like some characters start to have an impact. You're like, oh, shoot, that character died. Like, this changes the whole thing. Like, it, I have to adapt hard. Yeah, no, because I, I think Solomon was actually, like, a pretty integral part on, like, how we dealt with combat. Yeah, it was. Solomon was, was like, the, the front guy, you know, the heavy hitter, where my character was more of a range guy, where, like, I would sit in the back and attack him from a distance and we'd take him out, where I think without him now... And with this weapon that I have, my rogue is actually more of a melee person and hitting him heavier, like, closer up yeah. than in range now. And I, and I think part of it's because I don't have Solomon to do that for me. And we have a healer, we have a spellcaster who's better at, like, range stuff than I am now. And it completely changed the dynamic of, like, how we how we have in the game. You know, and I, and I think that is, that's, that's how it is in life, right? We get put in situations where, like, people leave us for whatever reason our uh friend dynamics change like example matt's character was a dwarf now he's an elf 
magic and space butt stuff. It's weird. <laughs> and there was pie. Well, okay, no. So they came through a black hole, but Mittens is referring it as, like, a butt. Um, yeah, it wasn't... It was just context. Terrible. Anyways. <laughs> but, so, like, there's... there's So, like, now there's a completely different dynamic. Again, what D&D allows you to do is you're like, cool. The situation's completely different than it was five minutes ago. How am I supposed to adapt to this new change in my life? D&D really helps you how to deal with and learn how to adapt and have that problem-solving thinking while also being aware, self-aware of your emotions to handle it emotionally as well, right? Because you, you never know. Like, we could all leave this place, and then an instant, one of our lives changes drastically, like, in a heartbeat. I think what D&D helps us do this, or, like, role-playing in general helps us be able to have the emotional tools and mental cognitive tools to be like, okay, this is how I need to handle this situation. This is I need to grieve the situation, be self-aware of my emotions, and then handle my stuff and assess myself at the same time. Well, yeah. And, and it takes a lot of that. You have to do all that at once in D&D. Yeah. The, I mean, the dynamics of any group changes over time. Like, <clears throat> so, not the... So the group itself, even the group itself, has had to, like, adapt. And I think that part of us doing that better might be just because we're playing D&D. Like, it might actually help us adapt as a group, because, like, we had a guy for a while who was DMing. Uh, his name's Brian. And he's actually the guy who was, like, DMing when we started as a group. Um, he was the guy that was DMing when we went into pandemic mode. So he's Panoramic. the guy that... Huh? Panoramic. Yeah, it's not the it is not the Brian that's been on here before. It's a different Brian, just so you know. Brian um, Cart. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but like <clears throat> Brian, at a certain point, just like had some a bunch of stuff going on in his life, and he had to quit like D D for a while, and so we had to dynamically change. Like we had to definitely change the group, but we we didn't want the group to break up. You know, Brian wasn't able to play anymore, so like a couple of us had to step up and. DM for people. Yeah. I, I we, we might be overextending the, these benefits of D&D, but I think it's pretty obvious that, like, on a very small um, subconscious scale, it really does improve a lot of things in your life. Whether you've got something neurologically going on and you need practice social interactions and, like, people skills, or whether you're more high functioning you know like the average joe it, it helps you cope and deal with things it helps you problem solve it brings you closer to people um while also kind of dealing with your own crap at the same time like yeah. it really does and you know? you know i i i don't think we're i don't think we're necessarily overselling the benefits like you know, we're we're not claiming that D and D is going to be like curing autism no, or like you know something like that, but like no, it's a people it helps to explore different things, right? Especially like uh, people who have um, like closed themselves off emotionally, like you know, role playing games, especially you know tabletop role playing games, can help those people you know um, explore that side. And, you know, kind of slowly 
step into it so that yeah, they it's, can, you know, it, express it's an, that yeah. outside of Yeah, it's 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 an outlet and you know, people play D D for a lot of the same reasons that they do, you know, they, they join after school clubs, they you know, take they join bands and uh, you know, make connections there. Like you know, it's 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 a social activity. It's and and people need those. It's it's a weird form lives. of medicine. It's yeah. Whether it's a placebo or I don't know. I'm not even gonna call it placebo. It's not. It does give you skills. Are they like life changing? Maybe. Maybe for you, it's revolutionary and completely changes your life. I'm sure there's someone out there. Is it overnight gonna cure you of your anxiety or your emotional trauma? No. Does it have the power and potential? I honestly think so. It's it's a weird, uncommon form of medicine. I think that. Yeah, over over a lifetime, it's something that can help you make friends and as well as keep in touch with friends, and you know learn how to express you know certain sides of yourself give you an outlet for your emotions and your frustrations, uh, you know, bring, bring you closer with, with other people and, you know, give you a distraction from, you know, the, all of the problems in your life, at least temporarily. Like yeah. it's, you know, th- for, there are definitely a lot of benefits. I don't think we're, we're overselling this. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. For, for a few hours a day. And like, honestly, if you've sure. never played D&D and you want to and maybe you're afraid, like, don't, don't get me wrong. For every fandom or group, there are people who suck. Just telling you. People suck. There's elitists. There's elitists. The, well, there's elitists in everything. But. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. Yeah. Bridge trolls. That's and what we'll call them. And there's people who will murder Hobo the entire time and try to ruin the story every chance they get. <laughs> Um, Although sometimes that's fun. Right. So, so like I said, and maybe that's your thing. Maybe, like, you just, you're so, like, built up to your 9 to 5, and all everything is just work and seriousness, and this is your way of just being like, I'm going to light this on fire, kiss that chick, slap that cow, and buy a monkey. And that's just your way of just or escaping for a life. It turns I, into a T-Rex. This is why <laughs> I don't like birds. All you're doing is proving my point that birds suck. Um, <laughs> they say birds were evolved from dinosaurs. <sighs> Terrible. But so I, I think so. The legend goes. I, so so so. Studies what I'm saying show. is, it's like so. If you if you're feeling alone or you're feeling any of these things, I I, I think cautiously, like obviously consult your doctor and, and do all this stuff. But I think maybe as like a form of a relaxed form and fun way of like dealing with these things. Try D and D. It's it's great for recreation, socializing. Yeah. You know, especially nowadays, like people are encouraged to not hang out with their friends or see their family or whatever. And honestly, you can do D and D online. D and D Beyond is a fantastic platform. Well, yeah, and well, I mean, I've not played on there, but I've heard. Great things about Roll Twenty. Roll Twenty works well too, and you can use it for a lot of different. Systems. No, Roll Roll Twenty does and D and D Beyond work together. All the, like oh, do they do both? Yeah, yeah, nice. they're integrated. They of. integrate them both. They they have them integrated together, where you can like use them both. You know, so that's 
Like, yeah. that's the thing, cool. is, like, you yeah. could... The, our, our point is, play Dungeons & Dragons, guys. It's cool, it's fun, there's dungeons, there's dragons, there's babes, there's friends. Well, if you get, yeah, I mean, if you get a play, chance to play a tabletop RPG, play it. Try it out, yeah. give it a chance. And, and not only that, if kids play Dungeons & Dragons, they can't do drugs, because it's expensive. It can be. I'm just saying. <laughs> and they'll be shunned from the cool kids You're... who deal the drugs because they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. First, you just play, and then maybe you buy a book and some dice, and then you're painting miniatures. It's. I think it's also a pretty good. It's a gateway it. hobby. It's a yeah, pretty. It's definitely a, uh, buying dice is definitely a slippery slope, right, Matt? <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Listen, you haven't seen my box of miniatures. Here's yet. the thing: Matt and I uh, have went from buying dice to now we're going to be dealing dice. So we went from buying, no, like, real. one set to, like, we're buying 10 to 20 sets at a time. This is real. Yes. No, it's real. Like, straight up. We are dealing dice. We found... The... We are making have a dealing dice. Have you seen my bag of dice? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah, we're, we're, like, we're basically creating a mini warehouse. There, there's, a, there's a real market. <laughs> we're, we're creating a mini warehouse. Definitely a um, big market for that. They're creating dice. Literally. Well, anyway, we found a... So... We'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so, it's just good. Like, make friends, play, enjoy yourself, build a community. It's awesome. Play Dungeons & Dragons. I'm telling you, there's so many benefits to it. And you get to have a wild, crazy good time. You like Adventure Time, you like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, comic books, Viking Metal. As we talked about earlier, Marble. Yeah. And there's so many different, you know, systems of tabletop RPGs. You know, use a D20 system or, like, when we're playing D6, this or D6 system. Yeah. Or, you know... Um, custom dice. Yeah. Yeah, custom systems. Because um, the new Star Wars RPG by Fantasy Flight Games uses their own dice. He Hero Clips is, like, a, a dial turn. Or, yeah. like, um, system. Uh, a vampire werewolf. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Vampire Masquerade, Dark Ages, Werewolf Apocalypse. Yeah. They're all on a D10 system, but, you know, you get to play as a werewolf or a vampire. Yeah, and I mean, there's, like, um, I'm trying to remember what that one's called. Vampire Apocalypse. Uh, what's it called? Something about the Apocalypse. Uh, I can't werewolf remember. Apocalypse. Not Werewolf. It's something. Something, uh, something Apocalypse. can't remember. Sorry. It's the one they played on the Adventure Zone. Um, oh, okay. Offices like a, and Bosses. No, that was actually a real one. They're the second one. It's, um... Magic I'll remember it later. But anyways, they there's a lot of, like, w ways you can play RPGs that aren't, like, D&D. If you don't Correct. like D&D, there's you can a get, lot like, of systems. There's a lot of systems. There's a lot of really cool... Listen, like, there's a system tell. for you to get into your system. There's a system. I can't think of what it's called right now, but there's a system where you only gain experience by failing. If you're successful on your rolls, you don't get experience. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm think that might be the one I'm thinking of that they play. Yeah. Anyways, mm -hmm. closing off this topic, does anyone have any final note or thing that they would like people to hear when it comes to maybe trying the D and D for the first time? I'd say give something a like give it a shot. I mean, worst th the worst that could happen is you don't you do die. well. You die. Your character dies. You don't do super well. That's okay. Maybe, it's fine. Maybe you're trying to die and you don't do well at that. 
but don't go into uh, your gaming session with the expectations of Critical Role yeah. or any of the other uh, television. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. Say, I would do your say. Own thing. Yeah. Because I would say they're professionals. <laughs> they get paid to do what they do. I would well, say yeah, they, yeah. They were already professionals at what they do before, before they, started they started doing D and D. Okay, Critical Role is entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. Critical Role is great. It's entertainment and it can be helpful, but you're not going to get that experience first time off. No. no, there's no way. Like, Take your they, own experiences. They also are voice actors who spend all their money on enhancing their game more. Right. Well, that and they've been playing with each other for a really long time, so like they, they know how to build that, like. I think yeah. our party, and we're starting to know each other better, and we're starting to build more and more of the experience. If that you we're want getting. an example on how to play your character, like in character, really well, you can watch groups like Critical Role and others, and kind of get a feel for it. And be like, okay, no, but because it's just acting. Yeah, but it, but you know, yeah. go with the uh, if you watch those, they're great examples. But understand that you're not going to be the you're same. Not going to be them. But the thing is, it's not that you're not going to be as good as them. Like, you're not going to have as much fun as they are. You can have just as much fun. Yeah. Just. But do. your story might be different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's kind of the, I think, one of the best selling points of D&D is every time it's a unique experience. Right. Well, so, like, yeah, like um, I'm starting to get a little more comfortable, you know, being, you know, playing Thane as an actual barbarian instead of, you know, how I started off. You know, the first few sessions. Yeah. You know, I've started playing him, you know, a little bit differently lately. Yeah, you've definitely gotten more, uh, like, less scholarly and more, you know, warrior-y. Yeah. Yeah. Let my wizard be the, you know, the smart one and, you know, thing yeah. be in there. Yeah, I've, I've, I've noticed that. So, good job. But anyways, yeah, no. <laughs> but, I mean, have fun with your, have fun. Try you know try it out. If you play it with the intention of having fun, you're gonna have a good time. And yeah, you know it. And you know it is a it is a time commitment. But most of the things that are worth doing in life are. Well, not I wouldn't say necessarily because you can still do one shot stuff just to check it out. I mean, yeah, you can. That's how we got. That's how we got Sam hooked. We did a quick one shot. Oh, there you go. Anyone else got any other final thoughts? No, Kyle, as someone who's never officially played D and D, I mean, I, I'm currently enjoying the D and D adjacent game that we are playing now, and it's yeah, it's been a it's been a good experience for me. Do you have anyone who maybe like let's say they want to play D and D specifically, hearing the benefits and stuff we've talked about? What would you say right now could be some advice to someone? Um. Just, you know, don't be afraid. Like, don't don't be shy. Just, you just know, do it. try try stuff don't out. Go for it. Don't knock it until you try it. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. Your, uh, and don't be afraid to, you know, try try stuff out. Don't be afraid to express yourself. Go to your local, uh, you know, board game, game shop. shop. Yeah, yeah, game shop. Like, here, here in town, we have uh, BoardFox. Become a gamer girl. And um, they have, you know... The, the people that run the shop can definitely put you in touch with somebody who plays on a regular basis or, you know, groups that are looking for players or, you know, anybody looking for, you know, players for a one-shot. Just mm-hmm. to, you know, you don't have to show up with anything. You know, most, like if you're going in with uh, experienced players, 
most you don't have to bring dice. You know, most people will uh, loan you a set of dice for a, we'll let you, for one shot. Yeah, we'll let you borrow it for one shot. And a lot of the more experienced, like if they if it's if it's playing in the game shop, DMs generally have like a character sheet ready for like ready. Yeah. For pre-built kind of characters. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any final thoughts? It's, it's a in. thing. Yeah. And extra extra dice because I have more dice than I could ever use in one section. And yes, you do. We're we're playing on a D six uh, uh, system, and I still bring all of my but dice. I guess you know. So if especially if you're an introverted sort of person and are wanting to work at being a, more of an extrovert or just work on your people skills, you know, get out of your shell. It it is a very good outlet for getting out of your shell and. Interacting with others in a fictional setting where you don't really have to worry about what they think of you. I, I think mine would be don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid yeah. to be goofy. People aren't going to judge you because here's the thing, especially if you're starting a new character, like you're still trying to figure out who this character is, who this person is in this world, just like you are in life. Um, yeah, so some, some of the best running gags in our current session of myths like have resulted from those fails. Right. And they and they become like these hilarious jokes that we just keep laughing about every time we play. Right. So be like the Thane Giant Kisser or the or the time that my characters went and tried to solo a group of demons and got owned. Putting a sword <laughs> or putting a sword in a dragon's butt. Exactly. Um, but or be, buying an owl that be, turned into a dinosaur. Be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to show up to the game and be yourself. Really, be yourself and be willing to 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 play as yourself and as your character. You know, you not you don't need to impress people. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, I'm still I'm kind of getting the hang of D and D now. And I'm getting more comfortable with the skill set and the rules and stuff like that. Yeah. But every once in a while, I'm just like, I have no idea what that is. I didn't know a rogue could summon a muck monster. Not that that's not an actual thing. But what I'm saying is like, there's a lot. I of don't stuff. know everything, and so every once in a while, I have to be like, hey, can I do this thing? I Am I nimble this. enough to fart on this troll's face? <laughs> well, so like. <laughs> That would, I mean, there's also, there, yeah, are you nimble enough to do something crazy? Like, try something, you know, and it's always... Yeah. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to do hours of research to play. Ask questions. There have been times where I've had people that I've had over staying for the weekend play with us and with our group have gone all in to create such awesome characters and were more than willing to, like, answer all these questions and give them a crash course and just like, even though maybe it took things a little bit longer for us to play through, That's it was fun. fine because that was the point. We wanted to make sure that it was butthole. He's never played D&D before. He had an amazing experience for the first time. He's like, I never thought it could be that much fun. Yeah. And sometimes all I have to do is just be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. And that's how you try it. And that's how you end up in prison. What? All right. <laughs> we burned so, down a town. We ended up in prison. Oh, so, nice. do you have it? Uh, I asked the people that are listening. Do you have any ideas that we didn't get across? Do you have any comments, questions, concerns? 
Send those to our Facebook page, please. We love when people interact with us. Or any other page. Send them to our Facebook page. Tag Kyle. Tag Kyle. If it's bad, tag Kyle. <laughs> and if, if, it's, you have... if it's concerns. And if, you, and if you don't have Facebook and you're on Instagram, hashtag Kyle don't punch my mom and then ask us the question. So with that, uh, I think we should wrap up. So thank you very much for listening to the Comic Talk 616 podcast. I'm Matt. Matt what? The Moon Baron? I'm Jake, a.k.a. Lord Facetap. I'm Dave. I'm Annalise. I am the great deity Pope of the Church of Evidation. Kyle. <laughs> I am Steve. And so, don't Current forget DM to... of the group. <laughs> so yeah. don't forget to check us out on... Uh, don't forget to check us out on the Nerdy News Break on Wednesdays. And check out our... Uh, Facebook page for stuff happening during the week. Yeah. We cast approximately about 8.30 Mountain Time on Facebook and Instagram at Best Love Coffee. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great existence. Play, play D&D. Roll them dice better than cocaine. What? <laughs> wow. Okay, then. Yeah. Non sequitur um, ending. All right. <laughs>